And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank you all for joining me tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me live on the show, and I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over social media, mainstream media, everywhere. There's a whole lot happening. Um, do you want to get a vaccine at the barbershop or at the beauty salon? So while you're getting your, your hair did, your nails did, you're going to get a vaccine at the same time. Who's going to administer the shot? Is it going to be your nail tech? Is it going to be the guy sweeping the hair off the ground and putting it into the trash? Is he going to give you the shot as well? We'll talk about that in a little bit. Also, did you guys see the, the crazy story out of Florida? You know, the, the running joke is Florida man. Well, there, there's no man here or a woman. You got two little kids, 12 and 14 years old, engaging in the shootout. And apparently, they came from a group home. Crazy story. The dad was on TV talking about, oh, I don't know how, you know, this is crazy. Why my daughter have a gun? It's like, hey, man, maybe something you did won't write. We'll talk about that also. AOC using her abuela, the meemaw, the grandma, as a political prop against Trump talking about, oh, the hurricane Maria relief didn't get there. Ma'am, it's been three years. Surely you were able to do something for her in that period of time with all the money that you make and all your political connections. I mean, come on. We'll talk about critical race theory being destroyed on the TikToks by our dynamic father and daughter duo on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And I appreciate y'all for being here yet again. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you like right here with me live on the show. If you appreciate what you've heard so far, go ahead and get the video with thumbs up. Also, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. If you're listening on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple iTunes, etc. Give me a five-star rating. Give me a good review. Say something nice about me. And if you're not familiar with this particular podcast on those platforms, there's a link for that in the description box. But your best bet is to go to Anchor, find me on there, or go to your favorite audio streaming platform and just search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. So if you want to hear the repeat of this, I have it up probably by um, 8 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. So you could play that as a podcast in your your phone, your car, your 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 ear pods for eight hundred dollars, whatever you got. Listen to me there. All right. So we we got a lot going on, and shout out to Trump. Yeah, I think Trump's having a speech. I had no idea. You know, they 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 trying to silence him. They they're trying to put the the kibosh on that, but they're not going to be able to silence his voice. Have you guys heard that Trump? Well, it's not that he may do it, but there was an idea floated out there that Trump said was interesting. Again, not saying that he said he was going to do it or that he will do it or that I think he or that I think that he would do it. But the idea was floated out that he could run to become a house rep and then become a speaker of the house in 2022. I mean, we've seen stranger things. People talking about, oh, well, you can't be the president and then go down the rank. It's like, so what? The media would be like, oh, he he's downgraded because he can't win the presidency anymore. You try to take us through, you try to take us through the back door, but it's like, look, there, there's no more rules in this. There, there's no more rules. All is fair and love and warfare. So whatever Trump needs to do, Trump's going to do it, period. And that's just pretty much how that goes. 
So if he was to become a speaker of the house, get in that way, I'm with it. 100%. It's it's all good. Whatever can be done to get the ship back on track, to get it going in the right direction, I'm for. Whether Trump becomes the president again, he becomes a house rep. You know what would be funny is if he became the house rep, speaker of the house, and then became president again in 2024. So go to the house 2022, win that, be the speaker of the house 2022 and 2023, and then become president in 2024. We've seen stranger things, okay? A strange thing is even having this corpse, I mean, president by the name of Joe Biden in office right now, okay? That's crazy. What's crazy is that he got on TV and said, hey, vote for me or you ain't black, and everybody gave him a pass. Not everyone. You guys did not give him a pass, but the mainstream media did. Well, at the same time, they called Trump a racist for saying nothing like that at all. When Trump was in the club with... Black, white, Puerto Rican, candy stripe superstars hanging out, chilling in New York as who he was, just being the man. When he was doing that, you had Joe Biden right in 1994 crime bill. But somehow Trump is the racist and Joe Biden is not. It's weird. But anyway, so we'll see what's going to happen. I mean, I look forward to it. You know, every every day it's like I get up and there's something else going on. Whatever happens, whatever the days may bring us all I want is for us to get beyond all this critical race theory nonsense this woke nonsense all this stuff now speaking of critical race theory did you guys see the uh, father and daughter duo on the TikToks destroying critical race theory I'm I'm sure by now you guys have seen it it's all over the place I was late on my video I know somebody's in the comments oh you were you were two days late, ABL. I, I know. I understand. It's not my fault blaming the white man. But anyway, that video was excellent. I did my video today on it. But he, the, 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 the duo, the father and daughter, have been everywhere. They've been on Dave Rubin's show. They've been on Sky News Australia. They've been everywhere. All over the blogs. All over the internets. Everywhere. The guy's name is Corey Yeshua. And judging by that name, he is a Christian which is fantastic. You know, I went on this TikTok and I looked at it. He's following four people and all of them are Christian. So I'm like, okay, that's good. That's very good. Go to his YouTube page and stuff about God on there. I'm like, okay, fantastic. You get a good foundation. Nice Christian guy. You're raising your daughter. Okay, you're doing everything right. That's what we got to have. Good positive foundation. You're raising your daughter. You're doing, so like, it's it's some basic things you could do to have a healthy uh, child or, or children. Your religion, that's your business. But having a good foundation is important. And from my point of view, his Christianity is part of what has given him a good foundation upon which to build his life. I'm not saying you have to have that as a good foundation, but that's what he has. And raising his daughter right, because you could tell the father and the mother are doing a good job. A lot of kids, when they're her age, the girl is six years old, by the way. And if you've not seen that video, I'll play it in a moment. But the girl is six years old, and she's able to speak like almost an adult. Not quite an adult yet. Obviously, she's six years old. So we're talking about a little girl. But she has better communication than a lot of adults, quite frankly, that are even almost in their 30s. So that right there is all parents doing the right thing by their children, 100%. So I just want to give Corey Yeshua 
the guy on the TikToks with the viral video with his daughter, a big shout out for raising his daughter properly so she could come out here and just do the right things. All right. That's that's just what it is. All right. I know Trump is speaking right now, but I can't I can't go to it because they're going to try to I can't because they're going to try to knock this out. So, you know, I, I just can't do nothing about that. Because if I go over there and turn this on, they might try to clip this. So if I'm not on, then what's the purpose of me being live? You understand what I'm saying? So I can't do nothing about that. All right. So what else we got here? So let me go to the desktop right quick. And here we are. So here is, matter of fact, let me put it up on a proper screen. Okay, there we go. Better. And this is Corey Yeshua. Spelled like you would think it is, Y-E-S-H-U-A, and his daughter named Royalty, speaking about critical race theory, destroying critical race theory, in my humble opinion. This particular video from Robbie Starbuck, well, it came from Robbie Starbuck originally, has 2.3 million views on Twitter, and the video originated on TikTok, where it's very viral as well. Not really sure how many views it has on TikTok, but it's viral right there. Let's check it out. Let me get some sound right quick. All right. Daddy teaches you you can be anything in this world that you want to be, right? Don't daddy teach you that? Yeah, and it doesn't matter if, if you're black or white or any color. doesn't matter if you're black, white, brown, yellow, yellow. right? Black. And, and how we treat people is based on who yeah. they are and not and what color nice. they are. And if they're nice and smart. See, this is, how, this is how children think right here. Critical race theory wants to end that. Not with my children. It's not going to happen. My baby's going to know that no matter what she wants to be in life, all she has to do is work hard, and she can become that. Work hard even though you don't know anyone. You can make friends. <laughs> yeah, you can make friends, no matter what color they are. So we need to stop CRT, period, point blank. Children do not see skin color, man. They love everybody. If they're good people, they love them. We pray for people that are hurt. That's perfect. Perfect. Like I say, the girl right there, his daughter, six years old, and said it perfectly. A lot of adults could learn from her. A lot of adults, they want to just sit there and screeching and hollering, acting the fool. She's able to be there and just give straight knowledge, straight facts. But like I say, it comes from having great parents that are going to put, you know, point her in the right direction, teach her the proper things, teach her how to, you know, socialize and communicate. Very important things to learn from your parents. So shout out to them for talking about critical race theory in, in a very, very pointed way, 100%. And if you guys are here for Trump, I cannot play Trump because YouTube is funny with Trump. What they're going to try to do is come over here and try to shut this down. I'm surprised that R, I'm surprised that RSBN is up right now. The last time I did a Trump stream, they, they gave me a strike for it. So if I, if I stream Trump, and they give me another strike or they strike it while I'm doing it, then I'm not even going to be here streaming at all. So think about how much sense that makes. You know what I'm saying? Not, no, no disrespect. I'm just saying I can't do that. If you want to see Trump, I can't show it. That's all. That's all I'm trying to say. Because they're going to get, they're going to give me a strike and then I won't be able to make videos for, I don't know how long. The, the strike I get, I still have a strike on my channel from the January 6th. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me let me go back and see where that strike. I saw a strike on my channel from the last time I had Trump on the on the on the um on the show. 
and this is why you have platforms like uh, Rumble and whatnot that are able to stream that without having to worry about strikes and stuff like that. But unfortunately, we got rules over here. Matter of fact, so yeah, okay, last time I streamed Trump was on March 3rd, and I still got a strike from that. I, I appealed it, and then they rejected it, and it's just still sitting right there in my thing. So if I get another strike, then I'm going to be suspended or whatever. They're going to try to kick me off. So that's all. Yeah, it sucks, but it is what it is. I need to get a Rumble account. I have a BitChute account, but I'm just not active on it. I need to find a way to just be active there or probably on Rumbles. I think on Rumble, you're able to do live streams. So I'll probably do that in the future, but for right now, I can't do nothing about it. But that's the beauty of having alternatives, yes? Having Rumble, having BitChute, having other platforms, you're able to put your stuff on, right? So you can speak out against things like critical race theory without having to be uh, censor or anything like that. You're able to have Trump on the platform and not be censored or anything like that. If YouTube keeps this up as far as, you know, giving out strikes or anytime Trump wants to talk about anything, Facebook, I think they banned him for the next two years. If they keep doing stuff like that, all they're going to do is give the other, um, you know, up and coming social media networks a chance to get some momentum to take someone in market share. The thing about, I'm going to talk about Facebook and stuff right quick, because again, I can't play Trump. The thing about Facebook and YouTube, places like this, they have a very big market share. So they feel like they can do anything. It's like, what, whatever. You can just ban Trump for two years. What you going to do about it? Facebook is like the king of the castle, unfortunately, because it's not just facebook.com, which is a behemoth in itself. Um, they also have Instagram, WhatsApp, and I think, is that it? And Messenger, which is his own network aside from Facebook because Messenger is a separate app on your phone. So you got Messenger, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Facebook. All of that is one company. So that's a big portion of how the world receives the internet. They were going to do this thing in India. I'm not sure if they went through with it or not. But Facebook was going to have, like, free internet access or something. I forget what it was. A very low-cost internet access. But you could only go to Facebook.com. You couldn't go anywhere else. Or the, the, the interface was through Facebook.com. I think about how AOL was back in the day. AOL, you could go to other websites, but the interface was AOL. So they would give you all their products first before you were able to go to the greater web. So they wanted you to stay within a little ecosystem and they can make money from advertisements and stuff that way. That's why they give you the free, um, you know, 30 hours free or whatever, because that's 30 hours. If you being right there on AOL's ecosystem, you know, in engaging in their advertisements, therefore making them money more than they will lose off of the so-called free internet access. You understand? So that's pretty much where we're at right now. But yeah, shout out, getting back to what I was saying, about uh, Corey Yeshua and his daughter Royalty. Shout out to them. We need more like that. That are just going to be regular normies like you and I talking about critical race theory. And people don't really know what critical race theory is. And it, it what you do, what you have is people like, um, or groups like, what's the name of that group? With the, with the freaks, um, uh, Lincoln Project, you know, I'm talking about where the guy got caught with the boys and the girls, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Um, so Lincoln Project put out a commercial defending Antifa. And I think 
Did it defend critical race theory? Probably so, but it definitely defended Antifa. You also have those that will defend critical race theory because they think, oh, it's about being anti-racist. You want to be an anti-racist, don't you? You don't want to be a racist, right? So you must believe in critical race theory. But what critical race theory does is tell people who are white, you're the problem, whether you know it or not. You have unconscious bias. That's part of critical race theory. And we need to deprogram you from your unconscious bias. And critical race theory, it's an ideology. It's a cult. And there's a lot of big money makers in critical race theory. Critical race theory, in my opinion, is a kind of Scientology. If you're a Scientologist, no offense, I'm just saying it's just what it is. And there's a bunch of big money makers. Robin D'Angelo. And, you know, the funniest part about CRT is that the biggest money makers are white people themselves. <laughs> they, they say that white people are the devil, they're evil, they're white supremacists, and they're just bad from the birth. But the people that are saying this are white. They're the ones making the most money off of it, and they're the ones pushing the ideology. Robin D'Angelo, Tim Wise, old school CRT um, pusher. Nicole Hannah-Jones, who's biracial, half-white. They, they, that's how they, it's, it's a cottage industry. It's a booming industry, big money. Like I said before, Black Lives Matter raised $10.6 billion. And six months after George Floyd died. So, I mean, that's one of all the conservative groups combined all year. They made that in six months from one uh, particular ideology, the BLM and the BLM affiliated groups, 10.6 billion would it be? So, yeah, critical race theory is definitely an issue. Matter of fact, can I find, I'm going to find the uh, Lincoln Project video of them defending Antifa. And this is the kind of propaganda that you're going to get when you're talking about CRT. Let me see if I can find it right quick. And thank you all for being here yet again. I appreciate you guys. I know Trump is on, but I cannot, YouTube won't let, won't let me play Trump because they're going to give me a strike. That's why I need to really diversify my videos Aside from Facebook, aside from Instagram, and aside from Twitter, I need to get more on uh, BitChute and Rumble. Rumble for sure, because Rumble, you're able to do live streams. You couldn't do live streaming before on Rumble. And also, I'm going to try to get on Twitch. But it's just a matter of, you know, where can I spend my time that I don't have to be able to build other platforms up? That's all. But definitely, I think Rumble, as far as alternative media, and then Twitch as well, Although I think Twitch might kind of still be weird as far as not wanting to play Trump. I still have a shark on my channel from March 3rd when I played Trump at the, um, what was it, the RNC? One of these shows, what, what was that? It was the, um, it was CPAC, pardon me. So from CPAC, I got a strike for that because, and they, they said I violated the policy on spam, deceptive practices, and scams. Because I guess maybe he was talking about the election and how it didn't go right, all this and that, and the third. So they were talking about, oh, you can't say that no more. You know, and I wonder, I wonder if anybody got a strike for things that Anthony Fauci was saying or things that we, things that we were saying about the virus that Anthony Fauci is now saying as it relates to his emails. We're talking about the mask don't work, the mask you get at Target, the little cloth bandana, the do-rag, the bonnet, or whatever you're putting that on your face is not going to work. Now, people are getting striked for that. They were being called a conspiracy theorist for that. Meanwhile, Anthony Fauci's email said the exact same thing that we said. At one point in time, Facebook would censor or reduce the reach of content that would say things like that from a regular normie. 
But now that the Fauci emails have come out, oh, all of a sudden they allow that. Even though Fauci himself said it on television back in March of 2020, the emails that we're talking about where Fauci said the masks don't work were addressed February 2020. But he said the same thing a month later in March 2020. So when we reference that, somehow we're not giving proper context. We're not telling the full story. But then when emails come out that say the exact same thing, all of a sudden you got to take it back. How does it make any sense? But I digress. So I wonder if anybody's gotten a strike for that, that will have it reversed or I'm not really sure, but we'll see. We will see. Oh yeah, I got a strike. Yeah. They, they call it a warning, quote unquote. They, they call it a warning. That That's all. But, you know, it's it's a strike. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Community guideline strike. I used to get them a lot more back in the day, but I really don't get them too much now. But they, they really are afraid of Trump. So if Trump was to come back as a house rep or anything, it would really be interesting to see how they respond to that. And let's get to that Lincoln Project video. I didn't forget about that one. Uh, let me see. If I can't find it, it might it might be gone now. They might have deleted it. They might have done the right thing and went ahead and deleted that one. Yeah, I, th- I think they did delete that. But it was it was a crazy video. They were defending Antifa, talking about Antifa rushed to shores at Normandy. It's like seriously, is that what we're gonna say? I did not see any pink hair, uh, crackhead storm the shores. I didn't see that. Maybe they saw um, different pictures and video than I saw. But I'm just I'm just saying. You know, it's kind of weird that they would say something like that. That's clearly not the case. Yeah, they, they deleted it. Matter of fact, they sure did. No, nah, here it is. They might, they might have tried to block me, but it, it didn't work because I'm here. All right, let's check it out. And this is from the Lincoln Project. And if you don't know what the Lincoln Project are, they're the ones, they're the so-called conservatives, not conservatives, but they call themselves conservatives, like uh, George Conway, Kellyanne Conway's quote-unquote husband. They're the ones that call themselves conservative that hate Trump. They're the anti-Trump so-called conservative pack. Scamming money, all kind of abuse allegations, underage texting, all kind of weird stuff going on. So it's no surprise that they would defend Antifa because they got a lot in common if you get my drift. But let's go ahead and check it out right here. Who is Antifa? They stormed the beaches of Normandy. <laughs> they stormed the beaches of Normandy. You heard that right. Let's back up and just go from the beginning so you don't miss anything. Who is Antifa? They stormed the beaches of Normandy, parachuted into the French countryside, and gave their lives to face down and fight back against fascism. They took down Nazi machine gun nests, tore apart the Third Reich's strongholds, liberated concentration camps. If you have any World War II veterans in your family, anybody that's living, how would you feel? Like, how would a World War II vet feel seeing something like this come across the TV screen? How would they feel when they see something or hear something like that? Liberated France, Italy, Belgium, Holland. Anywhere Antifa saw fascism, they fearlessly and relentlessly annihilated it. Fascism was defeated because of patriots like these. Proud Americans who knew that the fight against fascists. Proud Americans. I mean, when you see an Antifa rally, a uh, riot, pardon me, over here in the States, the, the thing that they hate the most is America. 
they burn American flags. How are you going to be a proud American burning an American flag? You tell me about that. So let's not try to mix up actual proud men and women, actual American heroes with some of these uh, random morons over on the left. Some of these blue haired crack smokers in California. It was not simply a battle between opposing nations. It was a war against inhumanity. A war that isn't nice, but cannot be lost. A war we still fight today. Anti-fascism. It's not a cable news talking point. It's an American ideal that should be memorialized because it was paid for in blood. The Lincoln Project is responsible for the... Con- <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. People are still donating to the Lincoln Project, regardless of left, right, or whatever. You got guys that have been texting underage people. I mean, maybe they think that that's all right. Maybe they think that you got this man texting boys or, or, or girls, talking about some, can you send me some pictures? Maybe that's okay in their world. I'm not really sure how it's okay, but whatever. Anyway, so yeah, they defend Antifa. They defend critical race theory. That's what they do. And... As people start to see more and more of this, you're going to have more and more people to say, you know what? No more. That's not going to fly. We're going to go in a different direction. 1,000%. Oh, yeah, Tasha. The misinformation is allowed on Twitter. It's, I mean, you're talking about high-level information, high-key misinformation allowed on Twitter. Right. But if I post a meme, if I post a meme on Facebook, they wouldn't put a notice on it. <laughs> like a, a literal meme. They want to put a notice on talking about, oh, missing context. I get all types of, I have a Facebook account, reluctantly, and I get all types of um, uh, warnings and, you know, oh, you, you missed context in this post. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's, it's literally a meme, but they don't really care too much about that. <laughs> you know, the person that did the voiceover is probably a member of the Lincoln Project himself. It's probably one of the guys that runs the company because... Who's going to do that? Like, what, what What? American would do that? Huh? It doesn't make any sense, but it is what it is. All right. So thank you all for being here yet again. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you like what you heard so far, go ahead. Give me a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. We got quite a few more things to talk about tonight. I'm just now getting revved up. Um, Let's see. Let's go back to my list. Yeah, Twitter, they hate misinformation except for when it benefits them, except for things when it's when it's things that they like, or they put it right on the screen. But when they don't like it, then they want to get it out of the way immediately. You could put whatever you want to put on Twitter. You could put how to make um how to make bombs, what any kind of X-rated, you could do whatever you want, but say something they don't like personally, then they want to try to ban you and stuff like that. All right. So, oh, <laughs> speaking about um Presidents, weird stuff, creeps. Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden has a new initiative called Shots at the Shop. I thought I was being pranked when I first heard about it. I'm like, what? I saw it on the Shade Room. The Shade Room is like this um this black blog on Instagram. And you know, I'm over there because I, I like to see what's going on. I keep my ear to the sh- I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm in um, every race, racially ambiguous, non-racial, I'm everywhere to see what's going on. And I saw this float across my feed on the Instagrams. So I'm like, wait a minute. Now I'll put it on the screen right here. It says hashtag TSR health. That's the shape room health. And you can 
Look it up on Instagram for yourself. You can look it up on Google, not Google, but whatever, however you want to find it, you can look it up. It says President Biden enlisting 1,000 black-owned beauty salons and barbershops. Funny how they did that, put beauty salons first. That was intentional because they want to empower black women. But anyway, beauty salons and barbershops to administer COVID-19 vaccine as part of his Shots at the Shop initiative. Shots at the Shop initiative. Okay, so... Is this kind of weird or is it just normal to get a vaccine in the beauty salon? You getting your hair did, you you taking that crusty bonnet off and getting some some braids, little wrap, a little, you know, little little cut, and you're gonna get a vaccine at the same time? I've never seen that before. You know, back in the day I did have hair. I was, you know, trying to be like the other cool kids getting my hair cut, the low, the low cut Caesar with a little part when I was a little boy. Then I started to get the high top fade. Then I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, ball head. But anyway, um, when I saw this, I was like, nah, this ain't really real. But yes, it's 100% real. Shots at the shop. I think not. And, you know, the funny part is that this is going to be a barbershop conversation in itself. The barbershop, you're able to get good conversations. LeBron James, who... Man, LeBron James, so good at basketball, probably the best talent ever, the best physical raw talent ever. I'm not saying he's the best player ever, and I'll explain in a moment, and then I'm going to get back to the whole barbershop kerfuffle. LeBron James, the best talent you've ever seen. I mean, six foot eight, six foot nine, huge, can shoot outside, inside, post-game, defense, passing, high basketball IQ, basketball IQ now. Just a freak of nature, you don't see guys like LeBron really ever. Basketball-wise, probably the best physical specimen, best talent ever. But the mentality, the mental up here is just soft. It's super soft. That's why he does not have the Kobe Bryant, the Michael Jordan, the Tim Duncan even. Tim Duncan wasn't athletic. He wasn't fancy, but the fundamentals would tear you down. I mean, you could have a guy that does all kind of fancy tips and tricks and whatnot trying to build something, but Tim Duncan would come in there with just real basic tools and get it done faster. That's what Tim Duncan did. But anyway, I'm going down the rabbit hole of sports. My point is that LeBron James, one of the best basketball players ever, but the mentality would just bring him down way lower because a big part of the game is mental. When you can't stand the pressure, when you can't live up to the big moments, when you don't exhibit leadership qualities all the time, even when a tough, when, when tough things happen, when you kind of wilt like a flower that's gotten no water, that's LeBron James. But anyway, LeBron has this show called The Shop. I think that's what it's called, The Shop. And they're having these conversations that's supposed to be organic, like a barbershop, but it comes off as very, as very inorganic. It's not really real. It's kind of strange. You got women in there. Anybody knows that a barbershop with women in it it's a whole different conversation. It, it changes the whole thing. So this particular thing, let me put it back on the screen. This little thing right here, shots at the shop, this would be a barbershop topic. They'd be talking about, man, I ain't getting no, no vaccine in this barbershop. I wish they would. You got all kind of hair floating around. You got people with ringworm. You got barbicide and barbersaw flying around. And if you got a salon, that's a whole, that's a whole different vibe right there. I've been in hair salons before, working there, uh, doing 
Because I, I used to manage a beauty supply store. I managed beauty supply store's website and also a hair salon's website back in the day. So I've been in hair salons. It's a whole different vibe than the barbershop. Completely different. Something like that in there wouldn't even make no sense at all. Not in the least bit. And you see they're trying to target black-owned or just black barbershop because they know that black folks don't want to get this vaccine. The media will try and say that it's lack of access and white supremacy and they're trying to do the whole critical race theory explanation as to why black and so-called brown people have lower rates of getting the vaccine. But the reality is that we just don't want it. We've seen Tuskegee and a bunch of other medical experiments. Um, what's that? That, that depot shot. It's been a lot of different kind of shots and medical trials and things like that over the years that have not gone very well. A lot of things that I take all day to name, but the most famous one was obviously the Tuskegee experiment. So Tuskegee and a bunch of other things have happened over and over again. And it was always the same thing. Oh, this is going to be safe. It's not really a big deal. We'll take care of you. Just lies to get you to try and be a guinea pig for whatever they got going on. Now, if you want to get the vaccine and you feel comfortable, there's no problem. Go ahead. Your body, your choice, right? You do what you want to do. Okay, if you want to eat whatever, drink whatever, hey, man, that's that's your body, your choice. As long as you ain't doing nothing illegal, as long as you ain't taking no fentanyl from cocaine in, in, in Mexico, I'm cool. But at the end of the day, a lot of people are not really trying to get this vaccine. This would be a barbershop topic, and it's not going to go over very well. It's, it's going to be a failed initiative, in my humble opinion, because... Oh, and something else I want to say. They want to say that black folks somehow don't know how to get to, they don't know how to get to um, the the, uh, the doctor or a clinic or a hospital or wherever the vaccinations are happening. So they got to go to the barbershop. They got to go to where they're at. No, that's not working either. I'm going to tell you a quick story about out here in Tennessee, in Chattanooga, actually, back to be exact. Um, Right when I think the vaccine first came out, it might have been the vaccine or it might have just been tests. I forget what it was. I think it was a vaccine. They tried to roll it out by having a National Guard go down to the projects and do door knocks. And when the NAACP found out, they said, oh, nope, not going to do that because what you're doing, you're intimidating residents thinking that they got to get it. Because if you come to the door in uniform, National Guard now in uniform, talking about we're here to give vaccinations, it's very intimidating. So I would say that's one good thing the NAACP has done is to block them from coming in there with the National Guard trying to give out vaccinations or tests or whatever it was. Yeah, that that got shut down by the NAACP. So you think that they're going to let people come into the barbershop and do the same thing? Who's going to get the vaccination? Is it going to be a nurse? Is it going to be one of the nail techs who's also a nurse on the side? You know, she's an LPN. or, or she's, she's an LPN by night and a nail tech by day. Is she giving the shots out? I don't think I really want that, but I digress. The whole point is that a lot of these things that Joe Biden is doing would be very controversial if done under Trump administration. A lot of things that he says would be controversial. The media are ridiculous. You know, Biden can do anything and they'll cheer like schoolgirls. They ask him, okay, what, what are you eating as far as your ice cream? Okay, what, what ice cream do you have? Chocolate chip. Yay. <laughs> They they fawn over anything he says. But if Trump says, 
make America great again, all of a sudden he's the worst thing in the world. He's racist and America was never great. And how dare he say that? And that's not sensitive and all this and that. And the third, that's the reason why Juneteenth has become in the spotlight and little plug right here. Great segue. I'll be speaking in McMinn County, Tennessee and Athens, Tennessee to be exact on Juneteenth, June 19th. That's going to be on a Saturday. So not next Saturday, but after that, June 19th, I'll be speaking in McMinn County about Juneteenth and giving the real history, not this 1619 woke version, not this critical race theory version. I'll give you the real history. Juneteenth, that was my father's birthday and my father's uncle's birthday. So I grew up hearing about it every single year. Me and dad would go up to D.C. where my uncle lived and we would celebrate it there. Like a family reunion, it'd be, you know, my, my great uncle, my great aunt, cousins, dad, my dad's brother, me, uh, other cousins that's my age, like a little family get together, a little cookout, have a good time, right? Celebrating Father's Day, birthday, the whole thing. So I heard the story every single year for my whole life, literally 35 years, I heard the story. So I was speaking about that on June 19th in Athens, Tennessee. That's McMinn County, right in between Chattanooga and Knoxville. And the link for that will be in the box. It's a Facebook link, but it's not my fault. Blame the white man for setting it up. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll be there. And um, getting back to Juneteenth, the only reason why it's become a national thing, anybody knows about it, is because Trump was going to do a rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on June 19th. And then it was this big outcry. Oh, you can't do a rally on Juneteenth. It's a sacred day. How dare you? Blah, blah, blah. So then he had to reschedule. But before that, there was never a Juneteenth conversation. Now all of a sudden, I'm being hit with Juneteenth t-shirts and Juneteenth this and Juneteenth that. It's crazy. It's crazy kind of how that works. But like I said, anything Biden does, the media, they fall out. They fawn. It's like if you are a 12-year-old girl and you see NSYNC for the first time when they were hot. I'm talking about it's, it's like 97 Britney Spears with the snake is all over the place. You get NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, all of that, and you 12 years old seeing NSYNC for the first time. Okay, if you have two pigtails in your hair and you see NSYNC for the first time when, when they were hot, that's how the media treat Joe Biden. But when the media see Trump do anything, it's like the devil then punch him in the face 35 times in a row. That's kind of what's going on. So I'll be giving the real history on the whole thing, not this woke version. They're talking about the Tulsa race massacre. I never heard about the Black Wall Street situation be referred to as a massacre. Never heard that in my life. And quite frankly, I always heard about Black Wall Street being this very well-to-do black area that the story was always this. This is always a story, and people can say that I'm lying, but they're lying. Because I've been, my dad and them were woke before you knew what woke was, and I was woke right along with them. I knew about um, Snick and Bobby Seale and Malcolm X. I, I knew about all that. I knew about Elijah Muhammad and Khalid Muhammad. I know guys in the Nation of Islam right now. So I know about all this. When I was coming up, the story of Tulsa was never referred to as a massacre. The loss of life was never the central focus. It was always about Black Wall Street, how Black Wall Street was this really well-to-do area in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the whites came in and bombed it because they were jealous of how 
well the neighborhood was doing and how many businesses they had and how much money they had. It was poor whites from the surrounding area hating on the black folks in Black Wall Street. That was always a story. And I never heard about um, Black Wall Street being rebuilt, which it was rebuilt five years later. And it lasted up until integration when black folks abandoned it because they can go shop elsewhere. The reason why Black Wall Street was doing well is because black folks had a shop just right there in that area. They couldn't go anywhere else. Segregation. But then once integration came about, oh, well, I can go anywhere. I can go shop over there, over there, and over there. Okay, well, why be here? I'm going to go over there. That's why Negro Leagues fell apart because Jackie Robinson decided to leave. And that, that, that created a, a, a domino effect of other guys leaving. I don't want to go on these raggedy buses. I don't want to go on these raggedy hotels. I'm going to go over here where you have better conditions, better pay. The majors are better just from money and from being able to have better conditions. That's what it was all about. Not this whole, you know, fantasy type thing. They want to try to push you in school. So this race massacre stuff, I feel like that's just a way for them to try and also attack Trump and also just to push this whole critical race theory thing. See, critical race theory it, it changes history. I'm not saying there was no deaths. I'm not saying no black folks died. I'm not saying it wasn't bad, but that was never really the focus. That was never the focus up until recently, up until this year, quite frankly. But maybe you're wrong. Maybe you heard about it differently. Maybe you're from there. Maybe you heard about it called call it a massacre, but I never heard that. That was never the story. It was always about Black Wall Street being this really, um, you know, uh, well-to-do area and jealous whites came and bombed it. That was always the story up until right now, 2021. But maybe I'm not woke enough. Maybe I'm still asleep. Maybe I'm just ignorant and don't know anything. I don't know. But I digress. <laughs> Learn about roaches. <laughs> exactly. So thank y'all again for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you enjoy what you're hearing so far, go ahead, get the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff and what else we got going on oh AOC speaking about political things done just to you know irritate people and all this and that let's talk about um AOC and her abuela now AOC is Puerto Rican but I think she was born here like in in the 48 states in the 48 continental states Puerto Rico is not a state, but it's also part of the U.S. So I can't say that she was born in a different country because Puerto Rico is its own. Puerto Rico is a, like a, like a semi-autonomous. I'm not really sure what you would call that, but it's not its own country. It's part of the United States. So there's no passport required to go to Puerto Rico. But anyway, um, so AOC, I think, was born here, like in New York, but she is Puerto Rican, so her people came from Puerto Rico. And her grandma, her abuela, still lives on the island in Puerto Rico. Now, she put up some pictures of her grandma's house, allegedly, talking about uh, this is um, how my abuela is living. I hadn't been there in over a year because of the virus, but we never got aid, or they never got aid from Hurricane Maria back in 2018. And Trump is the reason why the whole thing Trump's the reason why the aid did not get there because he blocked the aid. Now, here's a tweet right here. Let me put it on the screen. Here's a tweet. So just to read it right quick, just to get the words right. Just over a week ago, my abuela fell ill. I went to Puerto Rico to see her. 
my first time in a year because of the virus. This is her home. Hurricane Maria relief hasn't arrived. Trump blocked relief money for Puerto Rico. People are being forced to flee ancestral homes and developers are taking them. So here's the pictures. Me just enlarge them right quick so you're able to kind of see what's what's cracking. And let me go get a better image right there. There we go. So if you can't see this and you just listen to the audio, uh, looks pretty in bad shape. A lot of water damage, obviously, in the ceiling. Um, a lot of leaks and stuff because you have, like, paint buckets collecting water. I don't think anybody lives here anymore because I see just one chair in there and no other furniture, just a towel floor and, like, about six paint buckets on the ground collecting water, I suppose. And then here is some more water damage, apparently. This might have been an in-wall AC unit, one of these electric AC units that don't require a furnace or anything, no, no big thing to run. Um, there's a chest of drawers. It's like three drawers, like a nightstand type thing. And it appears like some kind of raised platform bed with no mattress on top and some bags. I'm not really sure what's going on with that, but not, not a lot of furniture in there. Just real, you know, real damaged, water damaged. But my question is this. Okay, AOC, you've been in Congress for how long? For some years now, right? About two, three, four years, maybe. So you don't make enough money. You're driving a nice Tesla all around town, all up in D.C. You're making 175000 base. I'm sure you're able to raise money for your boiler if you really wanted to. So why are you posting pictures of her house, but you're not sending money? Like, this could have easily been fixed. If you're worried about your boy life so much, call her, check on her, and see how, see how she's living, see what's going on. Amy, Ma, what's going on? How's everything in Puerto Rico? And she's thinking that, if, if, you, if she says that, you know, things ain't right, things going kind of bad, you know, my son caving in, I got paint buckets on the ground, I don't have no mattress, I'm sleeping on this little, um, this particle board or whatever. All right, well, I'm going to send some cash down there. And it wouldn't have taken that much cash to get her, place fixed up or get her in a different place altogether. Send her some cash down there, get her fixed up. Or how about this novel idea, just randomly novel. How about go get her and take her back to New York with you? Because you don't need a passport to get into the country. If you're Puerto Rican, because you're in the country already, you are an American citizen. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm wrong, let me know in the comments, but Puerto Rico is part of the United States. So come on over. Go to New York with AOC or DC, wherever she's living, and have that be that. You got the money, AOC. You got family and friends. Make it happen. When my grandma was sick back in the day, when I was like, what, 25, 26, you know, my, my dad, I keep her half the time. And then my uncle keep her the other half of the time. And then I go help her with doctor's appointments. I take her from my dad's house and my uncle's house and vice versa, bringing her food. And I don't have no money at all. AOC has plenty of money, the whole world. Knows who she is. What's the problem? This was a political stunt done to try and attack Trump for quote unquote withholding money, but it wasn't even Trump's fault. Trump was trying to make sure that the money got to where it's supposed to go. What's the point in sending billions of dollars when they won't get anywhere? When you sent money already to Puerto Rico, but it didn't get to the proper place. When you sent aid to Puerto Rico, but it sat just rotting right there where it was where it was delivered. It wasn't distributed properly. There's all kind of corruption, all kind of nasty, ridiculous stuff going on, which is why there was a big protest against the then-governor, Wanda Vasquez. People didn't like what she was doing because she was not, you know, governing properly. A lot of corruption on the island. 
So don't blame Trump for this whole money situation. Blame Puerto Rico. Blame the governance. Not the people, but the governance. That's what it's really about. It's just like China. I'm not saying that I don't like Chinese people. Shout out to all the Chinese people. The people are great people. Not everyone. It's like not everybody in the world is great, but I know, I know some Chinese guys and they're cool. But the government is a problem. That's the issue. Okay, uh, Chairman Mao Zedong, I mean, Xi Jinping, that's the problem. And then their weird communist rule, weird practices. Now they got a new thing. They got a three-child policy. So rather than having the one-child policy or the two-child they got a three-child policy because they put in the one-child policy when they had a big baby. Like <laughs> they, they encouraged a baby boom. That happened, and then they had too many people. So they said, okay, let's go down to one child. So then when they did that, they had too few people. Then they said, okay, let's do two kids. But it, it didn't even work. It didn't raise the birth rate. Then they're trying to say three kids. Like, like that's going to work. If you had a two-kid policy and that didn't work, why would a three-kid policy work? Anyway, the government is a problem in a lot of these countries. It's a, it's a problem here to a certain extent in America. Okay, Joe Biden is not my favorite guy, obviously, but I love America. Don't get it twisted. All right. Yeah, the average citizen in China cannot afford to have no three kids. You're right about that. Um, and that's right. They cannot have three kids. It's a whole thing now where they prefer to not have kids because they can't afford it. I, I was I was watching this video where they're talking about this guy who had two parents that were factory workers, right? And they never they never got to know him as a child because they were always away at work. So he was like, you know what? I'm not trying to do what they did. I don't want to have kids. I don't want to have kids that I give birth to that I can't actually raise or be around or get to know because I'm always at work. So they got other problems happening right now in society that government can't always fix. Government should be small and not so intrusive because their policies, things that they do to try and fix problems, ultimately don't fix problems. They ultimately create more problems and more complex problems that is now more difficult to eradicate because it did not happen naturally. You're trying to fix an unnatural problem with a natural solution with another unnatural solution. It's just going to create a a domino effect, a spider web. It's not going to really be easy to get out of. All right, now, I didn't forget about the shootout in Florida. Now, this whole thing was crazy. And you have a 12 and a 14-year-old. I think they were both white just because I know that's a, it's a question. I'm not saying it matters, but that's a question. I know the girl's dad was white. And this kind of points to the whole thing about this is not really being necessarily racially specific. These kids out today are crazy. I said it before about the single-parent household rate creating these problems. You know, parents not married, parents on drugs, not really caring. Um, Back in 1960, you had an 80% two-parent household rate in the black community, and that was considered a problem. That was way too low because among whites, it was 95% married, two parents before they had kids, whether that was a shotgun marriage or whatnot. I saw a stat that was really kind of interesting. It was like 30 or 40% of marriages were shotgun, meaning Somebody was pregnant when they got married. You understand? So it was a it was a thing. It was like 
um, an actual Call of Duty, not the video game. I'm saying it was a real thing. You know what? If, if, I, if I get somebody pregnant, how about I go ahead and marry you and be responsible? That was a thing back in the day, but now what's the point in doing that? Why? Okay, you got the government. The government is now the dad. So rather than getting a shotgun marriage to the child's father and the child's mother, the child's mother would go to the state the same way that she would rely upon her husband to maintain and take care of the household. That's what's happening nowadays. And she works as well. It's a crazy situation, but anyway, 95% married households among whites, 1960, 80% married parent households among blacks, 1960. Now you got a 75% single parent household rate in the black community and a 25% single parent household rate in the white community. That is worse than what it was for blacks in 1960, which was an emergency back then. It was it was bad back then, and it's bad now. So you're going to get some of these kids, but, but they call them crazy white boys. I'm not saying that. I'm, that's, that's, a, that's a term they use. You're going to get them that are out there. They're going to be out there in Florida, game-banging like the, the, the black kids and Hispanic kids too. They're all out there together, and their common bond, their common tie is not having that family structure together. And they all engage in the same negative culture. But anyway, so you got these two kids, 12 and 14. I think the 14-year-old was the ringleader, I, in my opinion. The 14-year-old girl, matter of fact, by the way, and the, and the boy was 12. Little kid, not even a teenager, 12 years old. So they run away from the group home. And the group home in Florida, I think this is like close to Orlando. Matter of fact, it was right by Sanford, Florida, where they had the shooting, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, um... So they ran away from the group home and his group home had over 200 police calls to it in one year. What's going on here? Is it a gladiator school? What's happening? I don't know, but I'll move on. So they ran away from the group home. They probably already had problems to begin with. Even at 12 and 14, they broke into a house, stole guns and ammunition and had an hours long police standoff that resulted in a bunch of gunfire from the kids and the police. Now, it's funny. I saw an article earlier today from Associated Press, or it might have been TMZ, talking about they ran away and they found some guns. They found some guns. <laughs> really? So if I go into a bank and rob it, did I find some money or did I steal the money? Did I rob the money? Did I, you know, physically take? Did I, you know, come on, let's just call it what it is. They broke into a home and then they stole the weapons from the house. That's what that was. That, that's called burglary. That's called theft. That's what that is. But anyway, so not just any guns, not just regular handguns. They had a pump action shotgun and a AK-47. A pump action AK um, shotgun, pardon me, and the AK-47 rifle. And they were shooting that at the police. Now, the girl was talking about GTA, allegedly the video game. But... I mean, I don't play GTA. I don't play a lot of shooting games, Call of Duty, GTA, whatever. Um, I don't know if you know how to charge a rifle by watching GTA or Call of Duty. And, or, you know, the same thing with a shotgun. Do you know how to rack that properly by watching, by playing video games or watching it? I don't think so. But she was able to shoot the shotgun, rack it, reload it, and keep shooting. So she got shot. It's like anybody else. Now, anybody trying to say, oh, boy, she should have got shot in the leg. She didn't die, luckily. But 
Then nobody say, oh, she should have got, should have got shot in the leg. They didn't, she didn't do nothing. They don't care because she white. You know, they, they don't really care. She got shot in her chest and her like lower body somewhere. It might've been her abdomen or her lower extremities, but she's in the hospital right now. She might die in critical condition. The little boy didn't get shot because he pretty much surrendered. Once he came out of the house, he had his hands up. He wasn't trying to, he's 12 years old. He's probably following behind her doing whatever she's, you know, telling him to do. 12 year old little boy. But anyway, that whole story was crazy. The dad of the girl got on TV talking about, oh, I don't know how this happened. It's like, sir, you don't have custody. And where is a mom at? She don't have custody, probably. They're already in the group home. There was already some issues here. You, you already had some problems with the kids. So it shouldn't be a surprise that the girl went out and did this. I don't think the child, the, the boy was his child. I think the boy might have just been a friend or might have been a half-brother or something like that. You know how that goes. But yeah, that story was crazy. It, it was totally crazy. So, yeah. Anybody trying to say she should have got shot in the leg like the boy, what's his name, Andrew Brown in um, North Carolina. This man was getting arrested. It's like, okay, look, check it out. If you are a dope boy, you telling not just weed. People want to say, oh, he was selling plants. It's a, har- it's a harmless plant. No, no, no. Andrew Brown of Carolina, he was selling crack, heroin, meth, fentanyl, all of that. Everything. He had all of that. If you're a dope boy, you know you a dope boy. You, you know you hot. You hot as the sun. You, you know what's going on. It's a small town. You know you hot. You about to get locked up. So when the police come, why are you trying to escape? If they got the guns on you, they got you cornered right by your house, surrender. How are you going to try to escape? They got the guns drawn. Freeze got the car. You got six guys with their guns drawn. Got the car, freeze. You going to gun the gas and try to run them over? Uh, and, and the funniest thing is, oh, he shouldn't have got shot. He didn't want to hit him. Sir, the gun is out. Freeze, get out. Freeze, get out. Nah, I don't want to do that. I'm going to go ahead and just go to the, I'm going to, I'm going to go to maybe uh, uh, my, my girl crib, hang out right there. I'm not going to go to, I'm not, I'm not going to jail right now. I'm going to go over here. It's like, I'm not giving you that option right now, sir. It's time to go to jail. So, of course he got shot. What's going to be the alternative? If you didn't try to resist and try to flee, you wouldn't have got shot. You know you a dope boy. You know, you know what you're doing is wrong. Go ahead, get locked up. You're trying to evade the situation, making it worse. How can a situation end? If you do escape, you're not going very far. All right? You're in a small town. You're trying to get on Route 17 to go north. They're going to put a block right there. I mean, what are you? where are you even going? It's crazy, but it is what it is. Yeah, it's like, you're going to take off? Why would you take off with the guns on you? It's like, oh, no, I'm going to just go ahead and leave. It's like, no, sir, come on. Just stop playing games. <laughs> where, where did they find the guns at? They where did they found them? They 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 stole the guns from the house. You had a legal gun owner, and the, and the funniest part was that they said the guns should have been locked up. The house was locked up. Why must my guns be locked up if my house is locked up? How that makes sense? So if somebody breaks in my house and steals my car, you're gonna say, "Oh, your keys should have been locked up." My house was locked up. They broke in my house and took my. You know what I mean? I mean. So, okay, my house is locked up, my guns are locked up, 
once the locked up guns be locked up again to prevent theft from them being locked up another time, you're going to have lock up inception, house locked up, guns locked up, the locked up boxes locked up, that locked up boxes locked up. I got it up under the, 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 the cement foundation. I mean, come on, let's stop playing games. Let's just stop. But anyway, I digress. Let's get to the super chats, and then I'm going to get to the calls. You guys on the drill, the number to call is 434-658-1220. I'll get to those in a minute. All righty, and let's go ahead and get to it here. Let me find out where it is. Of course, all the time, got to do this. And where are we at? June 5th. Shout out to Deprived Dolphin who says, Hey, ABL. Been watching you for years. Love your means of reporting. It definitely gives a lot of people a stronger lens on the world. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. I try to just make sure that what I say is just, it, it comes across as easy to understand. That's my goal. Uh, thank you to MAF Reactions. Shout out to you, boss, who says, DoorDash, Uber Eats, DoorDash and Uber Eats settle race discrimination claimed by Arizona over zero delivery for black-owned businesses because they were hard hit. Okay, I got to see what's going on there. I'm not quite sure I understand what's going on. So, um, they, 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 didn't, they didn't do any deliveries to black-owned businesses. Was that by purpose or was that on purpose or because it didn't get any orders? I'm not sure how that really works. Thank you to Apple who says, rest in peace, Captain David Dorn. Love to his fam. Right on. Thank you to Hudson Jackson II who says, do you think Matt Walsh, Michael Knows, been, quote-unquote, the rat, I didn't say it, Shapiro, Another neocon jobs will help the protesters still in jail. After all, they were able to help a socialist politicians of Voila. Uh, you know, that's that's deep. That's really deep. I don't know what they've done um, as far as the, the capital guys. So they should if they haven't. That whole thing with AOC was a fail. They thought that they had that it, it was in their in their mind it made sense, right? Because AOC did it. AOC went out there to Texas with other politicians that are not from Texas to help Texans after the whole ice storm kerfuffle. Remember all the pipes broken, all of that? And it was all kind of glowing articles. AOC did what Ted Cruz wouldn't do when he went to Cancun. She helped Texans. You know, that was a, the whole thing. So maybe Matt Walsh was thinking, hey, if we raise money for AOC's grandma, then they're going to say, that we did what she didn't do, but it didn't even work like that. They, they refused the money, first of all. They refused the money. And you got people that are on the right that are saying that was dumb. And if you guys don't know, to break it down, just so I'm not confusing, AOC, you know the whole thing with her, with her grandma, bad conditions or whatever. So Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire, conservative guy, conservative blog, he said, you know what? We're going to raise money on GoFundMe for AOC's grandma. And it was like a hundred thousand dollars. It was like a hundred grand, and they were gonna give it to AOC's grandma. And I guess the whole thing was gonna be a message, like, "Hey, we did what you couldn't do. You got your grandma living in squalor. Well, we're here on the right to help your grandma out." But it didn't go through because they rejected the money. AOC's family did. They didn't want the money. And then, like I said, it looked kind of bad on them because a lot of guys on the right were like, "What are you doing? It's kind of dumb." So that was kind of a fail, although they probably had a good thought in their mind. It just did not go over very well. Shout out to Apple who says, Hank says, 
heck of a job, Democrats. Y'all brought back the 1918 pandemic, 1929 depression, the 1968 race riots, and the 1973 gas lines. Ah, right on point. Right on point. Also, LaRue Bratcher, a 34-year-old black army vet from Oklahoma, was charged first-degree murder because he shot and killed a white man allegedly trying to break into his medical marijuana business. Pray for him. Wow. I got to see what's going on with that to get all the details. Thank you to Doug, who says, I'm watching ABL. I'll be watching Trump replay. Thank you for that. I appreciate you, boss. Um, my favorite cereal as a kid. I did not eat cereal as a kid, really, because I, I can't drink milk. So if it was any kind of cereal, I would eat just anything sugary. I didn't really care too much. Uh, thank you to FB, thank you to Apple who says FBI solved the Epstein case yet? Nope. Uh, how about the pipeline hack? Nope. Jason says please report CNN and NBC for spam and misleading. Hey, I should right. Apple says favorite brand and flavor of potato chips. I don't eat chips. If I eat chips, it'd be the some chips with the little ridges. Matter of fact, I, I'm lying. Okay, sun chips with the little um, was that the onion, sweet sour onion? I guess is what it's called. I, I don't really eat chips like that, but if I do, it'd be that. You know, if I'm going to a family reunion or some kind of, if I'm on an airplane or something like that in the airport and I'm hungry, about to fall out, and chips are right there, I eat them. But for the most part, I don't really eat chips. Um, also, shout out to China Tank Guy 32 years ago today, RIP. Yeah, RIP to Tank Guy. Um, a lot of you guys have seen this picture. Hold on. I'll put it up right quick. Thank you to uh, Apple for that one. But a lot of you guys have seen the picture of Tank Guy, but you've not seen the full picture. Matter of fact, I'm going to pull the first one up, and then I'm going to pull the one that's zoomed out up. All right. So let's go ahead and pull this here. And there we go. Got tea time. Thank you. All right. So here's the one you may have seen of Tank Guy. So if you can't see it, this is a very infamous picture from Tiananmen Square, which was an actual massacre in China back in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken. And there's a row of four tanks on a row, and there's a guy standing right in front of them. It's like a regular guy, white shirt, black pants, like a bag in his hand. He's right there. Like, this, this is like somebody that's really bucking up against a tyrannical government, right? This is how people that stand in the road with blue hair and crack smoke feel when they are blocking guys from going to work. You understand what I'm saying? That's probably how they feel. But anyway, so that's the one picture you've probably seen. That's the most famous picture, probably the most famous angle, but there's more. Let's let's check this out. Hold on. So here's how it looks when you zoom out. Now you see a, a different picture, don't you? So right here in the bottom left-hand corner is still Tank Guy right there. It's still Tank Guy. But you have a bunch of tanks. Look how many tanks are right there. He died after that because he got, you know, killed by people that were. He got killed by the tanks, obviously. So, you know, it wasn't just what the people on the left think you can't just stand there and not get trampled or not get run over by a truly tyrannical government. China don't care. They do not care. That's what they do. All these tanks, there's people everywhere. A lot of civilians. 
it was that was a serious massacre, a serious mass casualty event. So that right there puts it in a greater perspective. All right. China Man wants you to see the first one to kind of downplay the severity of it. You see the tank guy right there in the bottom left. And all these tanks, all these people as well. It was really, really serious. But they want to downplay it and say it didn't really happen. They want to downplay it. So anytime anybody talk about, you know, I'm a SJW, I fight for rights. It's like you fight, you fight how hard? Huh? You fight how hard? Anyway, I digress. So the anniversary of that was yesterday, um, June 4th. So that's why I was being brought up a lot. You may see people talking about Tank Guy and Tiananmen Square. The anniversary was yesterday. All right, let's get back to where I was. Let me see. And, okay. Uh, okay, also, <laughs> Apple says, ABA, was I able to hire a lawyer or an accountant? I got both of those. You know, I got both of those. My, my phone is always lit up with people trying to be my lawyer or be my accountant, but I already got that squared away for the most part. Okay, shout out to Matthew who says, if libs start thinking black people can't find a doctor's office, I'm sure they'll have teams of white libs to lead black women straight to Planned Parenthood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right away. And shout out to Apple who says, ABL opinion on Bill Maher, he's critical of the libs. Bill Maher is just Bill Maher. I'm not a fan of Bill Maher, but he says some things that make sense. I'm not going to, it's just like some people, he's, he's an honest person. I don't like his ideology really. But at least he's honest, and I appreciate that because even in his left leftist ideology, he's not going to be somebody that thinks that everything the left does is correct. Now, I'm a guy, I'm a conservative guy. The things that I see on the right are mostly right. The things that are on the left are mostly wrong, if you're just being honest. I'm not saying anybody's perfect, but if you just, if you're being honest, regardless of what's going on, you have to understand the things that the left does are mostly wrong. Or I want to say that. Let me just rephrase. I could say that, but I'm going to rephrase to be, you know, a little bit um, diplomatic and be to be nice. I'm, I'm trying to be the nice guy, I'm trying to be nice ABL right now. The left does many more things that are wrong than the right does things that are wrong. Put it to you like that. If you had to just look at a bunch of things that are done wrong in all political parties and then put them in one box left or right. The box is going to be filled to the brim on the left and not so much on the right. All right. Shout out to Philip who says my brother, ABL love you forever. President Donald J Trump forever. Thank you, man. Shout out to Joey Muggs who says your ABL, what kind of liquor do you drink? I sent you a bottle of Blanton's keep the vibes. I, I don't drink, man, but thank you for the offer. I appreciate you, man. You know, Shout out to Austin Jackson II who says, if Sandy's abuelita can't go into New York, I'm sure there's room for her in that new $2 million apartment uh, Nicolo sold off recently. Hey, I saw that, man. That was hilarious. So if you guys don't know, I, I know I'm turning her name up, but it doesn't really matter. Nicolo, that's spelled N-E-E-K-O-L-U-L, Nicolo. This girl um, is an AOC fan, apparently. She had on the Eat the Rich sweatshirt. And after that, she gave a tour of her 
$2 million apartment in New York City or somewhere. I'm not really sure where it was, but the apartment was $2 million. All right. And I think what she may have said was, um, you know, rich is not really $2 million. I mean, that's like, that's like billionaire when you get to be rich. It's like, okay. So you got an apartment $2 million. Like, I don't have that kind of money to be getting that kind of apartment. So, I mean, who's rich really? You want to eat yourself? Like, what's going on? But yeah, that whole thing was crazy. Funny, but, and, and typical as well. It's always, they always say that, eat the rich. They, they wear these shirts, they sell these shirts, but they are who they say that they want to fight against. Bernie Sanders. It was funny when Bernie Sanders talked about, you know, millionaires and billionaires got to pay their fair share. But then when he became a billionaire, it became just billionaires at that point. You see, it, it, it's funny how things change once you become who you are rallying against. Everybody wants to have money. Everybody wants to be successful in America. So this whole hatred of success, in my humble opinion, is simply envy. They wish they could be there, but since they can't, all they can do is hate. That's the next best thing, right? If you can't beat them, just hate them and, and have that be what you do. All right. Matter of fact, I'm trying to find that Nicolo situation. Cause I know, I know I had it somewhere. Cause I, I'm going to show you guys this whole thing, how the whole thing kind of played out. And thank y'all again for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed what you heard so far, go ahead and give me a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. And I have one more here. I'm going to read. Okay, hold on. This is Deadly Caller. I think they did a video. I mean, a story on it. So, tax the rich. Okay, so, okay. This this will work. This ain't really what I wanted, but it'll work. So, let's go right here. So, that's right. That's her right there on the screen, on the TikToks, wearing a Eat the Rich AOC sweatshirt. That's her. Hashtag AOC2024, eat the rich, all this and that and the third, right? And then with the gay flag and everything in the in the screen name, you know how, you know the vibes. Pronouns in the bio, all this and that and the third. Okay, and then go down, and then here's a thumbnail. She's a YouTuber, of course, big YouTuber. $2 million apartment tour, my new apartment. And this, the apartment tour video came out June 1st, 2021. So just a few days ago, right? And the uh, Eat the Rich shirt came out March 2nd. So <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Like, let's stop playing all these silly games. If you're going to be one way, just be one way. Stop playing games. All right. And then I have more Super Chats I'm going to read. And then I may get to the calls. So y'all just hang tight. Um, Let me see. Apple says, maybe AOC, Meemaw can move into Obama's mansion. Hey, that'll work, right? That'll work. Matter of fact, all the unhoused people or underhoused people's can move into all the Democratic politicians' houses. Matter of fact, Bernie got a house that he doesn't really live in all the time. He he vacations there or summers there, whatever you want to call it. So when he's not there, let some of the underhoused live in that house. Don't pay no bills. Don't clean up no bathrooms and nothing like that. Just do whatever they want to do, right? Okay. We'll, we'll see how that goes. All right. Thank you to Big Eric for your donation. Thank you to the anti-view who says, armed man shot by U.S. Marshal in Minnesota. People riot against police. Shouldn't they protest Biden or D.C.? U.S. Marshal is federal, not police. They don't understand. They don't know. It was one guy that was out there. Did you see that? 
there was one guy that was out there that didn't even know who was supposed to be protesting for. Talking about something. I forgot his name. What's his name? They don't even know why they're out there. They literally do not know why they're out there. They're just out there. <laughs> it, it just do stuff. It's like, like the Joker. You know, a lot of these movies we see, I feel like people are reacting. People are enacting movies in real time. And the Joker was like, I'm not a guy with a plan. Is that how I look? I just do things. That's what's going on right now with these people. They just do things. No reason, really. They just do stuff. I'm going to try to find that video of the guy. Here it is. Perfect. Right on time. Thank you, Internets. All right, here it is. So the caption says, moments ago, I'm not going to lie. I forgot his name. Protester in Minneapolis. Hashtag forgot his name. Uh, face palm emoji and sweat face uh, smile emoji. Let's check it out. Out, Like, fuck all that shit. Stay here. Show, like. Hey, sorry for the cussing. It's not my fault, Blender White, man. But we're holding space, obviously, for, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I forgot his name, but, like, Winston Smith. Winston Smith, obviously, for, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I forgot his name, but, like, Winston Smith. Winston, Winston Smith, thank can you. Can I record you? Go ahead, do your thing. You can hold this. All right, so, we here, you know, showing solidarity for Winston Smith, and uh, I, didn't, I didn't even know about it, like, I don't think any, like, fucking media knows about this shit either. So, you, you don't even know his name. It's like, you just out there just because... I mean, you just do things, right? This is, this is, this is, this right here, this is the Joker. Not the, not, not the, the, the psychopathic Joker in the other movie, but the one before that, and the, the, the Heath Ledger Joker, not, not the, not the, you know, the, 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 the kind of like, I, I'm going to go down that road. Anyway, the other Joker, put it to you like that. All right, we got more on deck. Matter of fact, it's time for the calls, if I'm not mistaken. The number to call is 434-658-1220. And thank you to Ann for becoming a member of the channel. I appreciate you for that one. I really, really do. Why are they still looting? Because they can. Why not? I mean, they out there, they rioting, ain't no police. So what's the point? If you have a business in Minnesota, in that particular area, why? Why? You know you're going to get looted. You know you're going to get ransacked. Not, you won't get help from the police. And at a certain point, if you keep getting hit over and over again, you won't get any kind of insurance money because they're going to be like, okay, you're getting hit over and over again. What are you doing to prevent it? Why are you still right there in that location? You got to actually leave. All right. So let me go ahead and fire up Skype if it wants to work right. If it doesn't, hey, it's not my fault. Blame the white man for that. Number to call, 434-658-1220. Exactly, Danny. We, we just out here to be out here. We don't know why we out. We just, we just out here to be out here. That's all. That's, that's what they want to say. That's what they are saying. 915 in the line, who am I speaking to? 915, hello. Going once. Going twice. All right, 915, I don't know what happened. You know... Get the mama phone, tighten up a little bit, because minutes on the phone, and let's make it happen. All right. Let me get my sound right. Matter of fact, while I'm trying to get people to call in. And perfect. There we go. Get to some more. All right, Matt, what's happening? Matt, can you hear me? BBL, what's up? And too much, man. What's going on? 
Is it working? Hold on. Can you hear me? All right, my fault. You can't hear me now? Yeah, almost. Okay, we, sh- we should be straight now. Hey, you got it working. That's uh, awesome. All right. <laughs> hey, you've been following the audience, audits? I know everyone asks you every show pretty much. Nah, because I want to wait till the end. Once we get to some kind of conclusion, then we can figure out what's going on. But until then, I mean, I'm just not really, you know. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be so disinterested. Uh, so the Pennsylvania had sent a delegation out there. Georgia sent a delegation out there. Uh, the Georgia ballots were subpoenaed. So they're doing a forensic audit. Um, the, I, I don't think anybody would go and check it out unless there were some results there, unless there was some, uh, you know, some fire to justify the smoke, because you're going to look pretty stupid if you do this audit in Arizona and it doesn't actually, there's no fruit of that tree. So, uh, they've been pretty measured on like, uh, you know, quantifying their statements and everything like that. And it does look like Arizona is going to flip to Trump. And if a second state flips to Trump, then we've got basically a constitutional crisis um, where Trump would basically get re-inaugurated. Well, I mean, I say let's, let's wait till it happens. Like if that happens, then let's, let's, let's get it. But until then, I'm not really interested like I said, once once we get to the end, then I'm interested. Then I'm like, okay, let's let's go ahead and go. So if that happens, we, we got an issue. We got a serious problem on our hands, and I'm looking forward to dealing with the problem if we have it. Yeah. Uh with with all the titillation and everything that's been going on with with all the other BS, like uh this whole inauguration or the the audit thing should be the biggest news there is, I think. It just it just seems like it's uh I don't know. So this month is when the when the elections are going to come out supposedly. So when the when the results of the Arizona audit are going to come out, uh, I'd say just hang on to your hat, man. Definitely, I'm ready for it. Yeah, <laughs> chew on it. Be good, man. Hey. Take it easy. I know. Take care. All righty. Shout out to Matt for the call. Most certainly appreciate him. Number to call, 434-658-1220. There's also an email for Skype in the description box below. Add me right there. You can be right there in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen talking about whatever's on your mind, politically related, no no, no weird stuff. Yeah, 410, you're on line I'm speaking to. 410, hello? 410, hello? All right, so that wasn't my fault that time. See, the, the first caller... My stuff was wrong. I had my I had the wrong audio connected because I did TV yesterday and I didn't change my audio. But now it's not my fault. So you know, get some Obama phone minutes and tighten up. All right, let's go to the next one. 204, you're allowed. How am I speaking to? Yo, what's up, ABL? Hey. Um, this is Josh out in Northwest Arkansas. All righty, what's going on? Not too much. Um, actually, I just want to call following up on that call that just happened. I think it's tough to it's tough to be laser focused on the audits. Um, I think we're going to see a lot come out of the audits, but you know, there's so many 
it's almost like a, a dangling carrot. You know, there's so many, there's been so many dangling carrots since the election. You know, at this point, it's kind of hard to just keep chasing them. You know, you kind of got to, I agree with how you're viewing it. You kind of just got to live your life and focus on what's in front of you. And, you know, when the results come out from the audits, I think depending on what those results are, you know, that's going to dictate the next step, you know, how we react, things like that. But anyway, I, I, I can see where you're coming from for sure. If you're just kind of holding off and let's see what comes from it, you know. Exactly. I mean, because there's no point in following all these updates and all these little, these minute micro movements. What's the point? Let's get to the end. Let's get to the conclusion and then we can do with it. That'd be pretty much how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree though. I do think it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, I, I wouldn't, you know, or there's smoke, there's fire. So we'll see how it goes, man. But anyway, just wanted to call and say, Hey, thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. All right. See ya. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. Let's, you know, let's focus on the conclusion. That's all. I'm not saying I'm not interested in the conclusion. I definitely am. But let's get to it. Now, I said, I know you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? You are speaking to Patriot Jones. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well about yourself. Pretty good, man. I'm happy to actually get on the show for a long time. I found you through the Tatum Report. Uh, shout out to Brandon Tatum. But uh, quickly, um, let me turn this down. It's Call of Duty. Um, black man here. Um, and I just want to say this, you know, and, and I know a good deal of us understand this, hopefully. But I truly believe that it's a little bit more than just race baiting, race pimping. Um, the the coming out of the virus, the coming out of all the racial things, I think there's a small group, and call me conspiracy theorists, but I believe there's a small group of people that um, work within the government and other governments that know the only way to destroy America is not militarily, it's not uh, financially, because when our economy is rolling, it's unstoppable. The only way to destroy us is to play the great game, which is the game that England played when they wanted to take over countries. You turn the tribes on the tribes. You turn the tribes, once they're against each other, on the peacekeepers would be back then or whatever, soldiers and knights. And then you turn all those people against the government. Once you have total anarchy, you then, as the outside force provocateur, can move in and basically say, well, you know, you guys can't get along, you can't get along with them, and the peacekeepers don't want to keep peace because there's no faith in them also. The government does not support them. So we, i.e. possibly the UN, um, other types of say, you know, America can't keep itself together. You guys are too powerful with your weapons. You know, uh, we're going to have to come in and, and kind of play big brother, so to speak, or kind of, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for, be a mediator. And when in reality, uh, it's it's pretty much the opening and destruction of America. You know, the North American Union coming in, so to speak. Uh, have you ever heard of that thought process, or what do you think about it? Um, I've, I've heard things like that before, yes. I mean, yes. it, it kind of, I, I can kind of see where they're coming from, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, really, I really think that because here's the thing, you know, each one of these politicians, you know, the race pimps, as I call them, your Jesse Jacksons, your Al Sharptons, uh, and then pick a person, Democratic Party. They that the average impoverished person is going to believe the people who are willing to give them things for free. They know that. They understand it. They understand the way the mind works. Okay. Um, 
And then they also know that you have people who are not racist folks that will become tribalistic based upon their race attack and then being told over and over and over again that they are racist. And I, I, it's just, it's just, it's something in me that, you know, I, I speak to white men every day. Uh, I am a, I'm a black business owner and I work a full-time job and I speak to white men every day and they always ask me, and I don't get offended, but they ask me, Patriot, how for a black man in the entire county, you own business and within your job, but as white men have stopped you. And I told them because me, I don't believe racism truly exists like that. I believe racism nothing but a word that was created like the word conspiracy theory. We all know the word conspiracy theorists came about during the Kennedy assassination when they needed a word or a term to discredit folks like class deniers, et cetera. And I believe love hatred and love. You either hate or love something. And the people who go around spouting hatred or spouting racist this, racist that, it's it's those are actually hate spreaders. And that's what we have, a culture of hate in our country. You know, our country used to be a, of love. We were that shining beacon on, the, beacon on the hill. And now we've become a country of hatred. And that's the root of, of a lot of things. But I truly believe that they're trying to bring the country down. And I believe Biden, along with a lot of folks in the Democratic Party, have already sold out to China. Um, they have interest in China. They have interest in Russia. That's why Joe Biden let the Russians and the Chinese get their, their infrastructure off the ground. That's why he killed our pipelines and rushed the go-ahead for theirs. You know, this is a sellout. This is the continued selling out of America. This is why Donald Trump was approached to run for president. He was approached by CIA agents, uh, ex-generals. Uh, he was approached back in was it 90s, or early 2000s, if I'm not correct, to run for president. And they told him specifically. We need someone who can get in there who's not a politician, who's not of establishment, but has the, the know-with-all, the brains, and the moral turpitude, and the actual will to go to war. And at one time, Donald Trump wasn't ready for it. But when he saw what was actually going on, he chose. And they knew they could not beat Donald Trump without destroying the economy. How do you destroy the economy? Put it down. How do you shut it down without looking like things are crazy? a worldwide placebo because we know the flu is a lot worse. Sorry, I'm, I'm like talking off and on, talking for a thousand years, but that's just how my mind works. We've been given a world placebo. Uh, okay. Breaking up real bad right video, now. The flu symptoms, if you have the, if you have rhinovirus, it's put down as COVID. You know, so folk, people go, well, you know, the flu numbers are down because we wear a mask. No, it's because it's been passed around that it's not going to diagnose the flu any longer. You're going to diagnose everything as a flu symptom as COVID. It doesn't, it's, a, it's off. It's all COVID. Um, sorry. So what say you, in your word, what say you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a lot there. So, I mean, it was um, like a specific yeah, question. Yeah, just in, in general, you know, when it gets back to, again, because as I said, they could not take Trump down in an election. We know that. And they knew eventually the steel that they put on was going to come out. So 
I, they were playing like five D chess. What do you think? Do you do you do you do you have any thoughts on that? As far as you believe that that's actually a possibility that this is takeover of America. You know, it's not about rebuilding a country for God's glory. Or I, I seriously think that these people are put there to run us smack into the ground. What What do you think about that? Well, I think a lot of it is that they want to try to shape the country in their vision. And in order to do that, they got to tear it down what exists. They want to destroy it and try to rebuild it. They, they, a lot of them, they want to be communists and try to get that going. Uh, just like the Great Leap Forward with Mao Zedong, you know, killed a lot of people, but they think that it's going to be worth it because of what comes out on the other end. But they're, they're sadly mistaken, right. and our goal is to try to prevent them from doing what they want to do before it gets too late, man. But thank you for your call. I got a lot more on the line. I definitely appreciate you, man. Understood. I appreciate you for taking the call. Thank you. All right, shout out to the caller. Yeah, man, we got to just stop the, stop, stop the madness, stop the bleeding. You can't just let them do whatever they want to do. Um, and the whole thing about Mal, um, I saw this clip of uh, Patrice Cullors back in the day talking about how proud she was that a writing of her was compared to Mao Zedong's, was that the Red Book? She was beaming ear to ear. That's what they want to do, but we have to stop them from doing so. All right, 276, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Um, and the whole thing about Mal. Um, 276, hello. Oh, uh, hey, ABL. Um, this is caller 804 from your last stream. Uh, I just want to let you know that um, I watched a lot of your videos, and uh, I am actually a former liberal until I started watching you guys and um, – well, you guys and you and uh, Ben Shapiro. Um, well, I mean, I, I was trying to talk to you last stream, and uh, I want to talk about Blue's Clues. I don't know if that's the right topic to talk about now or if that's too late. Uh, let's, let's do it. Let's go for it. Oh, well, um, let's see. Well, I talked to my friend about Blue's Clues, and um, <laughs> she, I kind of forgot what I was going to say because um, all I got to say is that uh, – Really, um, the it's it's terrible what they're doing to the children. Uh, sorry, I kind of sound nervous because I've, I've always wanted to talk to you as a former liberal. Um, I actually wanted Biden to win back in the election. Um, now actually, I uh, kind of you know regret my decision. But um, and you know what? You, you, yeah, you, it's not it's not just you. It's not just you. A lot of people out there for the same exact way you do. Yeah, um, I actually have a stream pulled up here right now. I'm a big supporter of your uh, your YouTube channel. I I love what you what you do. Uh, I love what every conservative commentator does. Um, and uh, you know, you being a you know a black person uh, can really show the Democrats that you know not all black people really go for the Democrats, especially like how Joe Biden said. Um, if you don't um, support him, uh, you're not you're not black. But I digress because uh, as I wanted to talk about the Blues Clues thing is um what can I say? <laughs> um, it's just it's just not something that you should teach your children. Um, especially me as a Christian, I go for uh, I I defend and support traditional marriage, and um, <laughs> that's. 
that's all I really got to say. Um, one other thing is that, is that now this Pride Month, uh, and I'm a Christian, like I just said, um, you know, it's it's just not something I support. And uh, a couple streams ago, when you were talking about the uh, um, the military and how they have uh, you know the work the woke commercials, um, me and my friend kind of talked about it, and uh, we kind of joked around. Um, I don't know if this is very appropriate to say, but uh, he kind of joked around saying that maybe it was something to uh, you know you know it's, it's pretty inappropriate. I, I should I don't want to say you know this is family friendly content. Really, I just want to say I'm a former liberal. I uh, I, I supported Biden in the uh, in the election, you know. And uh, after watching a lot of you guys and um, you know, you guys saying um, you and Ben Shapiro and other conservative commentators, I just want to say that I am actually woke, not the <laughs> Democratic woke, but actually woke. Um, and, uh, I thank you for what you do, you know, uh, hopefully uh, a lot of liberals can, uh, you know, end up like me, you know, come become a conservative or, you know, woke as they say. And, uh, I know I didn't really talk about much of Blue's Clues like I wanted to really mainly because I forgot. And, uh, I was, you know, trying to, you know, get in contact with you more. And as soon as I picked up, I'm like, oh, wait, he's. He actually picked up, and uh, oh well. Now, what, what am I going to say? But um, yeah, I, I guess if I don't, I'm not forgetting anything. That's all I wanted to say. I don't want to take up anyone's time. But uh, thank you for what you're doing. I love your content. I love your videos. And uh, yeah, I just hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate it, man. All righty, shout out to the caller. So here's a map. This is on Google Trends. You can look it up yourself. Um. So the terms are regret voting Biden and regret voting Trump. And you can see, so the, the, the blue one obviously is regret voting Biden. The red is regret voting Trump. And look at it. This, you know, hit its height January 24th. <laughs> it hit its height right there. Big, big jump right there. So California, 94%. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty big, pretty, pretty big all over the place. Regret voting Trump a little bit in New York, a little bit in California, but not really. All right. But huge all over the country. So when I say he's not alone, I'm serious. He's not alone. Not at all. All right. Let's get to a few more here. Number to call is 434-658. One two two zero again four three four six five eight one two two zero and again that that graph right there that comes from Google Trends so don't believe me uh, look it up yourself find you can find the information easily right on your own all righty four zero one you're allowed who am I speaking to hey how are you ABL I'm great how about yourself listen so what what advice would you give to somebody going to the corporate world, any race, gender, when you walk in the door and you know you're wrong, no matter what you say, you're wrong. You can't give any point of view ever. You're wrong. You're out the door. What advice would you give to somebody in that situation? Well, if that's the situation that you're in or someone is in, then there's not much of a choice. You can, 
Well, there's choices, but they're limited. You can either just okay. Matter of fact, you have three options. I can name. I can name right now three options. The first option is you can go in there every day and and, and try to fight these things and not win, and just you know keep trying with no to no avail. Or you can leave the company, do something else, or you can. You, you, you can leave the company, do something else, and go to another another corporation. Hopefully they're not as woke. Or start your own thing. Say, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm done with it. I'm going to go do my own thing. Or, matter of fact, you could just be quiet. Just whatever they want to say, whatever what kind of thing they want to say, don't say anything. Don't get into any kind of conversations because you know it won't go well. So just be quiet, grin and bear it, fight every day, lose, or quit. That's your options, really. You dare call her? I agree with that. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Hey, keep up the good vibes. Right, thank you for the call. Appreciate you. So, yeah, I mean, really don't have much choice. If you're in a corporate environment, I wouldn't even try to speak politics, really. That's not what you want to do. Now, if others are doing it, okay, that's fine. But you have to just have your own code and stick by that. And if it's not working out, if you can't take it, then you have to leave. Start your own thing. See, with me, I could pretty much say whatever I want. Even when I was not doing YouTube, I was had my own company, had my own thing, doing my little web design or whatever. I didn't make a whole lot of money, but I was free as can be. I had some people that didn't like what I said, but, I mean, they weren't going to just terminate the contract because I, I was too good. That's, that's something else. If you're indispensable, if you're like an excellent employee, you could pretty much do whatever within certain bounds. Especially when you're on your own, doing your own thing. You're not going to lose clients because you're doing good work. Okay? If I'm, if I'm doing, let's say, for example, lawn care, right? I'm cutting your lawn for like $30. You got a whole football field. I got a riding lawnmower, a riding mower out there. I got uh, hedge trimmers. I got weed whackers. I got string trimmers. I got all that good stuff on your yard for, for no money. I'm always on time. It could have been a hurricane. I'm cutting through wet grass. For such a low amount of money, if I come to your yard with a Trump 2024 banner on my truck, what you going to do? You going to fire me? Why? Now you're hurting yourself. So become indispensable. Become somebody that you that they can't get rid of so you have more freedom. But although that's not going to really work in the corporate environment all the time, it's your best bet to be kind of cancel proof. It's a lot of guys that's like that. Joe Rogan is a prime example. Now, I know it's a big example, big celebrity guy, million-dollar guy, but Spotify is a big billion-dollar company, and they want to cancel him, but they can't because he's, he's indispensable. What are you going to do? You got this whole billion-dollar cash cow with a billion-dollar company. What are you going to do? You're going to fire him because some random blue-haired uh, moron doesn't like him? That's an employee that's much less of an important piece than Joe Rogan is? Spotify will continue with no interruption if this random person is out. But if Joe Rogan leaves, you're talking about major disruption, might kill the whole company, become indispensable. That's the, that's the point I'm going to make. Seven to wait, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, it's Karen from Chicago. All righty, what's going on? Hey, Abiel. Hey, I'm going to pause you. Alrighty. Oh my God! I got through to you again. Do you remember talking to me earlier in the in the week? 
Um, I'm not Karen from Chicago. Yeah, yeah, I do remember actually. <laughs> okay, so I I think I missed a little bit of what you were talking about, but I just see I'm I'm always catching up on the on the other end. I forget when you come on on YouTube, so I'm like, oh my god, ABL's on! I gotta go find out what's going on. So, um, but from what I was able, to, a little bit of conversation I was able to hear. Um, it was talking about indispensability in corporate America. Am I correct or am I not correct? Uh, one more time for me. I'm sorry. Say say again. One more time. I, I kind of missed what you. I kind of missed your question. It, are people in America indispensable to corporate America, or are they not? Well, I think that they are dispensable. Unfortunately. Well, not not everyone, but well, I think I, I I agree with you. Yeah. And I have an education, and I'm a nurse, and I'm going to tell you, I am as dispensable to any hospital in this country as anybody else, uh, as as in a working in a convenience store or gas station. Hospitals don't care about nurses. Nurses have a lot of training, a lot of experience. They don't care if you don't do. Um, according to what the hospital or the corporation wants you to do, you can be kicked out the door just as quick as somebody working at Speedway. It's it's very sad and very disgusting how there's just no loyalty to um, employees anymore in this country. Yeah, it's, it's really a shame. Especially healthcare workers. Especially healthcare workers. Yeah. And so I'm um, going through the whole COVID thing and um, just, oh my God, the whole past year and a half um, and, and all of the, I, I worked in hospice. So mm. most of the people that came into hospice were people that had, they were dying of something else first. Let me put it to you this way. They happened to have COVID. Um, and so that is what the hospital said they died of. Um, I swear to God, that's the truth. When, when Donald Trump said hospitals are coding patients as COVID, irrespective of what their diagnosis is, he was not lying. I saw it with my own flipping eyes. I saw it. I saw it happen, and I know that hospitals were recompensed more money if they gave a COVID diagnosis. Um, but here's here's the funny thing: is that through that entire year of COVID, when my particular company I was working for, um, we didn't have at any point in time. This is when we didn't know, like how's it transmitted or how bad is the transmission or how, how long can you be in a room with the patient and yada, yada, yada. They made us put up so much stuff on our body that literally we would walk into a room and suffocate because we had all this stuff on our body and, and so many masks on our face. And there's no, I mean, it's an old hospital in the city of Chicago and, and you can't breathe. And they're telling you, you can be in the room with a patient for 15 minutes. How much care can you give to a patient in 15 minutes? Zero. 
zero quality care. And um, I'm just like, so I, I know this is probably not even pertinent to your discussion since I missed the beginning, but I'm talking from, um, uh, uh, and I know you probably think I'm nuts and I am and whatever, but from a health care perspective person, from everything with COVID, I am just like so disgusted in 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 looking at what has happened in this past year and what my place of work has put me through, what we've put families through where they can't even visit their loved ones, um, how much uh, physically we've put our our the employees through and the lack of ability to actually give proper judicious care to patients. And yet now we're finding out that perhaps all of that was utter nonsense, that none of that would have made one word of difference in terms of the transmission of COVID. And I'm just, I, 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 I'm baffled. All right, ABL, go ahead. All right. Well, you pretty much, you pretty much got it right there, but um, I have more calls online. So thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, go ahead, brother. All right, now, take care. Thank you, bye. All right, let's get to some more here. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Let's go. 678, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? This is Tiffany. I made it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, ABL. What's going on? Okay, I'm going to go fast. Um, I heard you talking about the work situation. My the president of my country of my company, she's racist. She makes racist comments. She talks about politics and everything. I called her out on it to HR. She wouldn't even meet with me to talk about it. And HR is trying to back her up. So what happened? Like so what what did she do? We she always wants to talk about politics. She said, Oh, um, well Tiffany, um, men are not supportive of women in the workplace. And uh, we need to bring balance because there's too many white males in CEO positions, and we need to bring balance. And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, diversity, color. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm like, girl, like, that's not how you um, bring balance. And first of all, diversity is not color. Diversity is all types of people. You got people who are disabled. You have people with different religious beliefs. It's not color. So I know that was a slick way for her to just take a dig and be, you know, be smart. So I called it out to HR. She don't even want to have a meeting. First of all, HR ignored my email for two weeks. I didn't hear anything. I had to follow up with HR to get them to even acknowledge it. Wow. And I still didn't hear from her. So I'm looking for another job. I, I heard what you said before. I'm looking for another job. And then the other thing, let's talk about Patrice Cullors and Black Lives Matter. That woman had 30 organizations. If you look at her 2020 at a glance on their website, they donated. They made $90 million, and they had $60 million at the end of the year. They donated money to 30 different organizations. Guess how many of the organizations were LGBTQ? Uh, 28, probably. <laughs> 24. Wow. The other six. Yes, the other six organizations were, three of them were for immigration, and the other three were for training community organizers. So you want to use black, straight men and women, mostly straight men, as the poster child for your mess. 
but you don't give any money to black straight men in the community. You want to support black men who want to be women, but you don't want to support black men growing up to be strong black men, straight men. That's why I cannot rock with Black Lives Matter. She used all that. And then she has the nerve to put in the report that, oh, every organization is, is responsible for every organization to have money at the end of the year. So we had $8 million in expenses, and we have $60 million left at the end of the year. So there you go with your um, real estate shopping spree and everything. That's why she resigned. She is full of the devil. She is evil, and she has that, that organization has an evil agenda to destroy the family and destroy black men. She wants to turn black men into women. That's who she celebrates, and that's what she promotes. And it breaks my heart to see black men celebrating that and, and supporting that when this woman is totally against your very existence because some black man hurt some, I don't know if he black. And then she, the other lady that, um, Azria, whatever her name, Garza. Yeah. You talking about white men, you hate white men so much, but you married to a woman that thinks she's a white man. What kind <laughs> of sense does that make? They're walking contradiction. And that's what the devil is. The devil is a walking contradiction. So we need to pray for this country because you have these sickos out here that these women have been obviously hurt. They need Jesus. They need to be delivered. Now, that's the truth. That's what they need delivering, and we need to pray for them. But they are full of the devil, and we need to rebuke that out of this country. It's too much, too much going on in this country, too much sin, too much all this um, um, gender and wanting to cut off people's genitalia and targeting these children with cutting off their genitalia. It's the devil. He wants to do everything contrary to what God created. That's what he is. He is a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The fake. He's, a, he's the opposite of everything God is. He wants to rule this earth. He wants to imitate everything that God does. God said be fruitful and multiply. He wants to make it where people can't multiply. They want to cut off people's body parts so they don't have any sex. So we can't multiply. So it's just, I just, I, I know, I'm going to stop, but. We just got to pray for this country, ABL. You're right about that. We definitely do because you got some crazy people out here. You know, like you said, the, the devil is busy. It's, it's devil's work. Crazy stuff. I, I forgot about the whole thing about Alicia Garza, but the, the, the trans, the so-called trans man, you hate the white man, but you got this woman that became a white man. How, that, how does it make any sense? It's, it's crazy. Totally crazy. It is. And, and I love everything that you do. I watch your show and your videos all the time. I can't believe I got through. I was trying to get through next week. And I was like, no, I know. And I finally got through. You keep doing what you're doing. I'm proud of you. You keep telling it like it is. We are. We got your back, ABL, okay? I appreciate you for that. Thank you for the call and support. All right, bye. I right, know. Great call. Great call from the A, the I said, I said Atlanta number might be in Atlanta, but that was a great call. Fantastic. Now, here is Alicia Garza, one of the BLM um, people, I guess co-founders or whatever. That's the black woman right there. And then this is, um, can I get the cursor on the jank or no? Oh, here we go. So that's her, Alicia Garza. And here is her husband, hus wife, something. This is a biological woman that, believes or ident and or identifies as a male. 
So you hate the white man, but your husband is a white man. Like you think your husband is a white man, but you hate the white man. Very typical. Very, very typical. You know, another one, Patrice Cullors. You, you hate the white man, white man this, white man that, but you got a $1.4 million dollar estate up there in Spanky Canyon with the white man. So it's like, come on, all this contradiction, all this double talk, all this, you know, just weird stuff going on. It's like, come on, what are we doing? It's just all about getting money. It's all fake. And really, quite frankly, uh, BLM is a front for LGBT. Q, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, L, M, N, O, P, BLM. Just put BLM at the end of LGBT. It's the same thing. But I digress. I ain't trying to get nobody triggered. All right. Somebody said that's Bugsy. Hilarious. I saw that. That's hilarious. All right. Let's get to some more. Let's go. Okay. The phone lines are blowing up. So I'm going to try to get you guys on as soon as possible. 860, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. This is uh, FNA Ranger Xbox. All righty, man. What's going on? Oh, man. Uh, what a crazy week, huh? They finally admitted it was a lab leak. Uh, I mean, after, I, you know what? I thought this was kind of like common knowledge. I thought everybody pretty much knew that. But then they're like, oh, this is breaking news. I was like, really? I mean, wasn't this the, the story last year? It's kind of strange that they want to talk about it being breaking news now. But I guess it's in writing, basically. So they got to admit it. Uh, I know. I live up here in Connecticut, and these people have gone totally off the deep end. They're all wearing masks. They're all I, – I, wear, I said, what are you all going to do when you start getting uh, fungal infections, you know, for uh, your lungs and stuff and your sinuses from the bacteria in the summer, you know, the sweat? Right, exactly. I mean, that's an actual problem, too. People act like – uh, the virus is the only virus that exists. It's like, no, you can get sick a bunch of different ways. You know, there's there's other ways to fall ill and mess around and die. Yeah, especially when, you know, uh, you know, if flagellant, if you can smell flagellants through a mask, it is not going to stop a virus. I'm sorry. That's right. The whole purpose of the mask was to protect other people if you knew you're sick. And if you don't know you're sick, there's something wrong with the way your brain's working. Because I always know when I don't feel good. That's right. I get up in the morning. Something's not right. Something's a little off. Okay, I, I know that I might have something going on. And if you can't detect that, then you got some bigger problems than worrying about the virus. There you go. That's that's what I'm talking about. And uh, you know, this that that was a beautiful video of that father with that beautiful little girl. Because I have a 12 year old and a nine year old son. They're half Filipino and half white. And in 1970, my dad retired out of the navy. And we moved from Honolulu, Hawaii, to the ghetto of Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I didn't know what a honky was. But after, I can tell you, honestly, after two weeks, I was sick and tired of being one, ADL. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I mean, oh, that was my white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm five six, but I, in the Army, I'm 60 years old now. But in the Army, I ran two miles in 11 minutes, 13 seconds. And they said, how do you run so fast? I said, you see all them black fellas there? They said, yeah. I said, I just pretend I'm back in the fourth grade and they're chasing me home. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, and, and, you know, you get tired of being called a racist. And I looked at one guy straight in the eyes. I said, you're absolutely right. I am a racist. And if you're not part of the human race, could you please get off my planet? There you go. <laughs> I don't, you know, and the last thing I want to say is, 
I, I hope it doesn't offend you, but I made a meme of you and George Floyd. Of course, I made one of Candace Owens and uh, Stacey Abrams, and it's got the same thing. It's got you on the top and then George Floyd on the bottom, and it says there are only two types of Americans. This is an American, and that's under your portrait. And under George Floyd, it says, this is an American. And I shared that to you on Facebook in your messenger, if you ever get around to looking at I know you feel about Facebook the same as I do, but I just love irritating them, you know, poking <laughs> the bear. <laughs> no doubt, man. Well, I thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you, man. Yep. God bless you. Stay strong, ABL. Love you. All right, now. appreciate you. You take care. Bye. Yeah, that's, that's one of those spicy memes right there. I shared that. They're going to they gonna ban me for real. <laughs> Facebook, they don't like me too much. They don't like me. I do something like that. Oh, uh, nah. This, this, this is offensive. Community guidelines, all that. All right. Let's get to some more here. Let's go. 812, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Yo, yo. 812, hello. Hey, I just wanted to call and listen to ABL. Love listening to you every day. And I uh, just want to talk about anything you want to talk about. Well, you know, that's not really, you got to give me a, you know, let's, let's, whatever's on your mind, let me know. We could, you can do that. All right. Uh, well, let's just say that, you know, you know, I'll, I'll I won't take up any of your time. I just want to say I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. I thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. Yes, sir. You have a good night. All right. Appreciate the call. All right. Scott Caller, what's going on? Hey, Everything's all right about yourself. I'm doing great. Doing great. Um, this time I don't have the, uh, the, uh, CPU cooling fan, uh, there sound like I'm coming back into orbit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. I wanted to say, um, you're looking for a platform just in case you're ever not able to stream on YouTube. Odyssey has their platform up and running. Have you ever seen them? I've heard about them. Can you stream there? Yeah, it, it's been actually pretty smooth. I mean, there's there's still some growing pains, but it's been pretty smooth. Uh, that's O D Y S E E. Okay. And um, I saw your uh, your uh, comments of the stream of the the um, shops and uh, barber shops and salons. Yeah. Stuff for the 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 jab. Yeah, it's called. All I see is shots at the shop. Yeah, miscarriages. Yeah, yeah. I see five hundred miscarriages, forty five hundred deaths, nine k at least nine k serious complications, thirty nine k hospitalizations, and that's a couple weeks old. That was from a doctor in Dallas who's actually done alternative you know treatments with developing treatments for COVID, and that's their actual reporting stuff from a couple of weeks ago that Crowder had actually brought on. So wait a minute. So is that just, what is that? Is that numbers for all vaccinations? Like what are those numbers? That, that's from, that's from all vaccinations. From all, from uh, all, um, from all COVID vaccination. vaccinations. I try to go look it up on the sites and they hide that pretty well, but oh. that's actually the CDC reporting 
software there that they have access to. Okay. Wow, that's pretty serious. I mean, that should, that should be some kind of a front page news right there. We should know about that, but obviously we don't. They kind of want to hide that from us, but they still want to keep pushing it. I mean, if you want to push it, be honest and tell me what's going on. Tell me all the risks. Tell me all of what's happening. Yeah. And uh, the guys are talking about, uh, you know, the, cor- the corporate... Uh, you know, uh, stuff with the, um, you know, we need diversity in here. You need diversity of thought. Diversity of thought brings groups together and actually can bring ideas out and improve things. You, you take a little bit from everyone and you can get a good idea. Diversity just for outer appearance. That's nothing. Right, exactly. I mean, that's not going to help you really get anywhere because if everybody is on the same page, the same thought process, like you got the same person cloned five times, but they just look different. I mean, that's not what you want to get from diversity. Like you say, you want to get different ideas, different thoughts in there, and then come to uh, a, a better solution, a better result. But that's not what you get by just having people that look one way. That's just that's window dressing. That's just called optics. That doesn't really help anything. All right, well, I'm going to let you go. Have a nice night, and may the salt flow. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. All righty. And thank you all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed what you're hearing so far tonight, go ahead and get the video with thumbs up. Also, uh, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. Let's get to some more here. 607 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello. Hello. Yes, who am I speaking to? Is this for ABL? Yes, it is. And before we continue, um, I have some noise in the background. Can you turn the speakers down for me? Yeah, let me shut them off. All right, we're good. All right, man, what's going on? Not much. Hey, I watch your show all the time. I appreciate what you're doing. Hey, uh, I just want to see if uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about uh, Tom McDonald's Snowflakes. That was That was pretty awesome. About, about who rap, now? But <laughs> you, you said what now? About who? Like, wow. I'm sorry? I didn't hear what you said. You said talk about what now? Tom McDonald and Snowflakes. Who was Tom McDonald? Newest, uh, Tom McDonald is a white rapper that just released, he, oh. he just released the yeah. uh, Snowflakes. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And that thing, that thing was just awesome. It blew me away. I, I really hate rap. I listened to that when I was in the Army. And I came back to New York, and I'm like, oh, my God, I, I really hate rap. But uh, Tom McDonald put that one out, Snowflakes, and I, I think this was going number one. I really do, because he just throws out so much special on-the-spot things. It makes him rhyme. It's just like, oh, my God, it blew my mind. Yeah, I got to check it out. You know, I've, I've seen, I've heard some of his other music. I did a reaction to, I think, one or two songs. But I got to check that out and see what's going on. I, I like I like the new music that I'm hearing that's more socially conscious in a true way, not just kind of corny, yeah. but seriously socially conscious. That's going to really, really help. Now, I'm not really sure what it's going to do on the charts because, you know, the industry is kind of weird. But if the people say, you know what, we want this, we don't want that other garbage that's on the radio, then you're going to see 
Tom McDonald and other guys like my friend Bryson Gray, you, you're going to see them become more successful because of just the, the groundswell of organic support they're going to get. Yeah, and it, well, the, the, another thing that I really like to talk about Tom McDonald, and I didn't know this until I was watching it on somebody else's YouTube video where they were doing like a, um, I don't know, review of the song, is that it's it's done by him and his wife. There's, there, there are no like big production crews or anything else. His wife is the producer and he is the lyric writer. And they just throw that out there and oh my god, that thing is just awesome. Awesome. But also while we're on while we're talking, and Anthony, I I really appreciate you a lot. Um you probably because you're live now did not watch anything that went on with R S B N just recently with Donald Trump at uh N C G O P. Uh what happened? I think he's coming back. He 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 made it very well known that he was not going to be uh, hanging out in the background anymore. And I've recently also heard that uh, Candace Owen reached out to him and said, "Hey, what would be the chances of me running as your running mate?" And he said, "There is no reason why I would not consider that." And to be honest with you, I think that would be freaking awesome. I think I think he would win with that one. That that'd be that'd be great. That that'd be great to see how, how that how that whole thing would, would would play out. I mean, they can make it happen. Really, I don't see unless they want to try to do some funny business with the election with the voting. I don't see how that combination would actually lose, especially with what's going on right now. Biden not doing a oh, good yeah. job. There's, there's a lot of regret on the left, so they have a really good chance of being able to succeed for sure. Well, I think it's I think I think Donald still has the same people behind him. That he's always had, and of course, I'm. I've, I've, I've been. I've known the guy for 20 years, and I've always backed him because if he, when he said, "I will not run for president unless this country gets in such a need that I have to," and he held, he held, he held straight to that belief. He said, "No, I will not run for president unless I feel that there are, there are no options to save this country," and he held to that belief, and he he did very well on doing that. You know what I'm saying? And Candace Owens, oh my God, she's she's just like blowing everybody up and going, "Hey, you're 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 bringing out this critical race theory, and you're talking about me." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you can talk about it all you want, but the problem is, is you're not bringing in facts. And she she steps up and she says, "These are the facts. This, this is what I'm looking at." And if you want to do it right. And you need to bring in the truth because what you're saying right now is a bunch of oh crap. And there's a bunch of other ones out there doing the same thing. And I'm just like, yeah, you know what, Candace, you've always had my ear. And she's a good looker. That helps her a lot. And of course, Kamala isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, Biden looks like he's a hundred years older than Trump. It, it really does. I mean, it's crazy. Like they're not that far apart in age, but good grief. I'm talking no. about there's a. Night and day difference in how they look and how they act and everything else. It's crazy. Well, that and you know, I mean, I don't like to diss Biden. He used to be a pretty smart guy, but when he was younger, and he always held his ground when he was younger, but he always did things that were always not 100% kosher. You know what I'm saying? Like when he was pushing for these bills and stuff when he was in Congress and saying, hey, I'm really upset with you guys because of the fact that we need to like put these people in jail for doing this. And so they started putting them in jail. And now he's backpedaling going, yeah, I never said that. Uh, yeah, you did. You were the one who wrote the bill. <laughs> right. How, how do you argue that? 
Exactly. All right. Well, Anthony, it's been great talking to you. I'm glad I got you on the phone. It's just special. And uh, keep it up. Do what you're doing because the word needs to get out. People need to understand. You know, life's, life's got to go on one way or the other, but we can't uh, keep living the lie. Right on. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate it. All right. Thank you, sir. You have a nice night. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the call, man. Appreciate it. I ain't mean to cut him off right there. That was a mistake. All right. But we got some more on the line. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Let's go to 440. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes. Who am I speaking to? Oh, is this Anthony Brian Logan show? Yes, yes, it is. I'm, and this is me right now talking to you, boss. What's happening? Oh my gosh, this is Nicholas Fuldev. Hello, sir. <laughs> what's what's going on, man? What's what's on your mind? I just want to say I love your show. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, that's all. Thank you. Keep <laughs> up the content, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Hey, shout out to the caller. Hey, I love the, love the enthusiasm, man. Keep on watching. Keep on rocking. Let's get it some more. 530, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, Jay. All right, Jay, what's happening? Um, everybody keeps talking about Iran, uh, about, uh, China, China, China. All right, before we go on, we got to um, turn our speakers off in the background. Oh, crap. I thought I got that. Okay, I got it. All righty. So yeah, sorry about that. It's all good. Iran created the coronavirus and framed China. Okay, so explain that. Go go deeper into that. Okay, sure. Um, first of all, there's no reason Iran couldn't do it. Right? I, I know everybody says I'm crazy. Well, But anyway, um, they had access to all the raw materials. They had samples of MERS. They had MERS cases. MERS comes from that coronavirus, right? So they could have done this, and right about the same time that the coronavirus, uh, COVID broke out in uh, Wuhan, they were conducting joint naval exercises. Guys are going back and forth between Iran and China on a daily basis, and Wuhan is right about halfway between uh, Shanghai and Beijing. You said you said you said where is between Shanghai and Beijing? Uh, Wuhan. Okay, Wuhan. Okay. Okay. So was was that your explanation? Yes. Oh well, that's not the whole explanation. Oh, go ahead. The go ahead. motive is a big part, but yeah, I, they they developed this this MERS into a new virus, send somebody over to. A, release it to expose the people. And then now China's taking the blame for everything. So you think Iran tried to attack China? I think they tried to attack everybody. They just used China to take the fall. But why would they do that? Because you understand that China and Iran have like relations, like they have ties yeah, like, in Russia too. Do. So why, why would they try to, like if Iran tries to attack China and, and China finds out, they would, they would nuke. I ran instantly. It'd be over. It'd be, it wouldn't even be a fair fight. Well, 
First of all, because no, who would believe that Iran could do it? Except for one, one supposedly insane person in uh, Nevada. I mean, the thing about Iran is that they are um, a religiously fanatical regime. Uh-huh. So everybody thinks that Iran could do something like that. That's why you have this whole thing with the Iran nuclear deal and they don't want them to get a bomb. Everybody knows they could do something like that. I mean, we know what they do with um, with Hamas and other places in the Middle East. We know what they sponsor terror oh. all over the Middle East, and China knows that too. That's why that, that's, 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 that's why China that, that's why China's in Syria because they're trying to fight off they, they they're trying to prevent Iran from getting the foothold over in Syria. China was in Syria the same way the US is in Syria and Russia was in Syria because they don't want oh, Iran to go over is. there and have dominance in their region through ISIS and Hamas and everybody else. Right. If if, if Iran was to do something like that, then you're talking about World War Three, talking about Iran would be a complete skating rink. Uh-huh. You're starting to catch on, aren't you? So That's exactly what they want. So are you saying that China wanted Iran to do that? No, 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 oh, no, no. Iran wants the war. And let's be honest, right about that same time, what else were they doing? They were bombing uh, Saudi Arabia, and um, they sink a, a simulated aircraft carrier just to tell the whole world, hey, look at us, we can sink an aircraft carrier. <laughs> no, that happened. I'm not even joking. Okay. Uh, U.S. intelligence uh, saw this this aircraft carrier look just like a, a Nimitz class aircraft carrier suddenly appear in a dry dock in Iran. They said, "Whoa, where did this come from?" They actually had built a model of a U.S. Uh, Nimitz class aircraft carrier, towed it out into the uh, uh, Persian uh, Persian Sea, and uh, sank her. Just to tell the world, see, we we have this kind of capability. Okay, um, that, that actually happens. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that to for Iran to do something like that, that it just it wouldn't make no sense. I mean, you're talking about man. Let, let's let's say when they go to Allah, like instantly, that that'll make it happen. But beyond that, it wouldn't make no sense. Oh, that was the whole point. They. I, Iran is run by a, a death cult. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, am I wrong? I mean, that's not because Iran wouldn't be trying to get a nuclear weapon if it was all about them just saying, you know, we, we want to die because the nuclear weapon is to defend themselves. Like, they could just say, you know what, we don't want to do anything and just get run over, and then within a matter of days, it'd be a wrap. Like, I don't think that's what's happening. That's just my opinion. I see where you're coming from, but I don't think that's what's happening. So thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Uh-huh. Yeah, that one right there, I don't know about that one. I like I like a good conspiracy, just like the next man, but that one right there, a little bit too rich in my blood. You know, a little bit too little, little too salty for me. I can't really enjoy the flavor. You understand what I'm saying? But I will digress. <laughs> All right. Four four oh, you know, okay. who am I speaking to? <laughs> Hello? Yes, who am I speaking to? Oh, uh, this is funny. Hey, uh, hold, hold on, on, hold on. Hold on, before we start. Stream. Okay, uh, I got, a, got something about the Wuhan virus. Uh, question. It was, it's pretty clear <clears throat> that it was a created virus. My question is kind of, did they 
accidentally let out or purposely let out? Because if I was creating a virus, I would create and use one as a weapon that would probably be far more powerful, and I think that they could have made it more powerful. My question is, is why would the death rate be so low on a virus that doesn't have devastating effects if it was created? You kind of know what I'm getting at here. Now, I, 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 know, I know what you mean. Like the virus, it could have been more deadly. You could have released a Spanish flu or something like that and then had that really do a lot of devastation and it could have been more accurate. Rather than just releasing it upon your own people and killing them off and then having it go overseas, you could have just sent it overseas, like had one carrier with it, sacrifice them, send it overseas and release it there. I think what happened was it got out accidentally because you're dealing with China. China is not known for quality control. China's not known for quality. China's not known for competence. So when you do something like that, you have these so-called, what they say, gain-of-function research, and you mess them with bats and rats and cats and dogs over there. It can happen, and that's what happened in my humble opinion. It started in China, got out of control, and they let it come over overseas and it devastated the whole world. That's what happened, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I have to agree, because if, uh, if my life's work was to create a virus that would wipe people out, I wouldn't... I wouldn't miss at it. Yeah, that you know? was that, that was definitely yeah, an accident. Your life hurts that. You know. All right, I'll let you get back to the stream. Love you, man. Talk to you later. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Bye. Yeah, but you know, I thought that was the. I thought everybody knew that from the beginning. I thought everybody knew that it was an accident. I thought everybody knew that this was not on purpose. Like they they accidentally just it kind of spilt it. I I, I saw a meme. Have, have you guys seen? That that um that meme from the Office episode where, um I, I've not watched the Office. I just seen some of the memes, but Big Man from the Office, you know, white guy with the convertible, Ruth Gondel Jefferson. He had this big pot of chili or some gumbo or something like that. I'm talking about one of these big restaurant type things, industrial pots. He had this big pot of chili, gumbo, whatever it was, and he spilt it on the ground on the carpet. Okay, he they had they, they had him. They had Wuhan on him, and then virus was a chili devil spilled everywhere. That's what happened. China, China sucks. Like, we're talking about quality control. Have you guys seen that glass bridge they have over that large expanse in China? Oh, it's so scary. Don't nobody want to get on it. Well, it's not scary because it's up high. It's not scary because it has these glass towels on the ground. It's scary because it's Chinese-made. And that thing might must run and snap, and you fall to your death. And it actually did. It didn't snap, but the glass tiles on the ground, on the floor of the structure, um, were lifted up and off of it because of high winds. So there was a guy on the edge like this, like holding on for dear life. I'm talking about feet dangling, feet dangling. Luckily, he didn't die. He made it across and got to land. But that's what China's known for. Just no quality, any kind of way, just kind of slap stuff together. That's what they do. Stealing intellectual property, that's what they do. So it's no surprise that this virus got out by accident and made the whole world sick. 605 on the line, who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes, who am I speaking to? Hi, this is Christina. All right, I got a little bit of background noise. Turn the speakers off for me, please. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, how's that? All right, we're good to go. So how's everything? What's, what's on your mind? 
I was just wondering um, if you could talk about remote neural monitoring that TikTok uses in a lot of social media sites like Instagram to track people. And some people think that the systems are reading their minds because they're seeing things that they're only thinking about on social media. Uh, I've heard about people saying that they see ads that they were thinking about or they might've talked about it and they saw the ads, but I don't know about remote neural monitoring. Do you know about it? I've heard people, there was one guy who gave me a tip to look, to search for that, the phrase on duckduckgo.com, which is more, less censored than Google. And I found some interesting information about it on there. Um, I'm still learning about it. I just, I think it's very interesting because a lot of times I can just be watching or thinking about something. And then all of a sudden on TikTok, it shows me that exact thing. And it's really scary. Now, here's a question. Have you ever tried to like test it to think about a thing that you wouldn't even think about? Think about something really random and just off the wall that you would never just naturally think of and have that appear on your feet. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, for example, I was thinking about, um, um, uh, an African plant, um, the other day. And I saw that plant, it was a ZZ plant. And it showed right up on somebody was making a video and made a video, a TikTok video about it. And it was describing how the plant needs to be potted and, you know, just things like that. It's very strange, very strange. Now, how would they connect to your brain? How would they connect to your mind? How, how would that actually work? There was something about these microscopic um, cells that I was reading about that you wouldn't know that infiltrate, they can actually have infiltrate the mind and the body, and you'd never know that they were, they've entered your body at some point. But how did Again, they get there? I, I'm still learning about it. I just, yeah. Yeah, but see, my, my question would be, how did they get there? Like, did somebody send it? Like, how does that really work? I think there are different mechanisms that they can use to um, get them into the body without people knowing about it. But I don't, again, I don't know. I just know that there's a reason that this is happening, not just to me, but other people are experiencing it. Okay. Well, I look into it. I've not, I've heard about people, you know, they're seeing ads that are like, okay, how did you know that I was thinking about that? How, you know, I've, I've heard about that, but I've not really heard about how that whole phenomenon happens in detail. So I thank you for your call. I appreciate you. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. So remote neural monitoring. I've not heard about that one, but I check into it. Yeah. But I have heard, you know, Facebook prime example, you, okay. You, you, you're talking about something you're talking about, okay, I'm going to get a brand new baby elephant goat mix. Right. And then I'm going to name it Caesar. And then it pops up on your screen. Baby goat elephant Caesar is on TikTok eating plantains and rice. It's like, how that happen? But you know, I don't know how that really goes on. I think what I heard about that a long time ago was your patterns on social media are tracked, of course, where you where you browse and all that kind of stuff, unless you got unless you're going incognito or whatever, which doesn't really work. But anyway, it works where it doesn't. But unless you are not if, if you just let stuff go on normally and you surfing the internets, it's able to kind of predict what you're interested in. And you thought about a thing that you're interested in. 
since your 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 browsing patterns kind of give people a hint about what you into, it shows you what you probably would like. Because these uh, and it's going to get a lot more weird when you get some of this uh, smarter AI going on. These some of these smarter algorithms. That's what I'm talking about. So you got some racist algorithms because they show people certain things that they say are racist. Although the algorithm is intelligent enough to know that you probably would want that or that you're interested in it. That's what I've heard. But hey, I could be wrong. All right, Scott Cola, who am I speaking to? Uh, hey, ABL, this is Tom from Phoenix. All right, man, what's going on? Uh, yeah, ABL, I was going to ask you, uh, what's going on with um, all the Asian hate going on like i keep seeing videos of like people getting socked in their face and and everything else i mean that's, that's been going on but see the problem is oh, i got a little bit of background noise oh i'm sorry all right well see that that's been going on but the only problem is that it wasn't shown before because there was no focus on this whole anti uh asian hate crime you know the whole thing oh, with the, okay. the guy in atlanta the white guy and the race matters i'll get to that in a minute but the white guy in Atlanta, he went on this whole rampage. And after that happened, yeah. they say, okay, stop Asian hate, right? Because of that one situation. <clears throat> so then, anytime an Asian person gets hit in the face or whatever, they're going to show it on social media, maybe even mainstream media. But it didn't. But that was, that was already going on. The, the issue is that it's mostly black folks doing it. See, and that's, that's why that's why they didn't show it before. But now they got to show it because it did the whole hashtag, stop Asian hate. So they can't not show it. But now that they're showing yeah. it, it's revealing what they weren't showing the entire time and who's actually behind the hate crimes against Asians for the most part. Um, yeah, because, yeah, every time I see a clip, like, it's either in San Francisco, it's in New York, it's, like, these liberal cities, and I don't know what the deal is. Like, they're literally, like, preying on, you know, the elderly, um, you know, like, I guess that's what happens. Like, they, they get the weak. But, uh yeah, it's really crazy. I was just wondering your thoughts about that. And, you know, it's just uh, it's just unfortunate when you see people like literally doing nothing and just getting socked in the face. I'm like, is, is, is this the world we live in? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy for sure. So, well, I appreciate you taking my call, ABL. You have a good day, sir. I thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's what's going on. They didn't show up before because it was black on nation. So they didn't want to highlight that because, you know, black folks can't be racist. They can't be uh, committers of hate crimes. But then when they did that whole stop Asian hate, they had to show it. They they put themselves between the rock and the hard place. They thought they would get a bunch of white supremacists, neo-Nazis beating up on Asians. No, that's not, that's just not the reality. They had that one guy shooting up the massage parlors and they thought, oh, that, that's, that's, that's what's going on. People just don't live in reality. And as far as a lot of the things happening in San Francisco, uh, New York, a lot of crackheads on the street just doing whatever they do. Crackheads being crackheads and also on harder drugs, methamphetamine, cocaine, fentanyl, heroin. Yeah, just out there wilding out, doing whatever they're doing. Oh, they got mental problems. They're homeless. They don't have no money. All right, well, maybe you'd be crazy if you smoke crack every day for the past 25 years. You might be kind of crazy, too. If you smoke crack, meth, heroin, fentanyl, whatever you want all day, every day, and you get enabled to do that by the city, you might have some kind of mental problems that come about as a result. Maybe you're frying your brain up to the point where you go and just punch an old Asian lady in the face. You know, I saw one video where the guy was just walking, all of a sudden, boom, 
hitting a lady in the face for no reason at all. And then he's like, you hit me. He's like, who hit you, sir? He's talking to somebody else saying that that person hit him when he hit a random person in the face for no reason. So even if the person behind you hit you, why would you hit that person who didn't hit you? It, I mean, crackheads gone wild. Put it to you like that. But I'm going to write along. The number to call, 434-658-1220. So, yeah, when, when you got drugs and no police, liberal policies, enabling drug use, you're going to get violence. That's why I'm against drugs. And to those that say they want to legalize drugs, okay, but well you got examples of it. Go to San Francisco, go to San Fran right now. Go to LA out there in um what's that? Uh um what's not not Squatter City. What's the name of that? Skid Row. That's that's all that's the problem. That's the ultimate the the issue is drugs. Mental illness, all of that, blah, blah, blah. Drugs. Period. All right. Let me get to two six two, you know line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes. Hey, did I get through? You got through, boss. You live right now. What's happening? Oh, what's going on, man? Hey, uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, call in. I didn't think I was going to get through, man. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to call in because I I heard a couple of people uh, talking about the virus. And uh, the guy was talking about the the China-Iran connection. Yeah, now, that would kind of make yeah that would kind of make sense only if like, uh, well, what I was thinking is that like, uh, you know, it, oh okay, I don't know what happened. His 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 phone, the bumble phone ran out in minutes, but I didn't hang up on him. Sorry to the caller. I don't know what happened. Not my fault. All right, let's go. Four zero four, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello. <laughs> hey, it's me. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good, Anthony. You knew I had to call in because it's Pride Month, Anthony. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody knows it's Pride Month. Thank you, Anthony. And I'm proud and pride. I'm back, Anthony. I just came back. I guess you thought I was gone, huh? I, I, I probably, you, you, what, you been in jail or something? What's going on? No, Anthony. I joined back up into the military, Anthony. I got the claw, Anthony. <laughs> you know, this is a new thing with Biden gun, Anthony. Okay. But anywho. But how you been doing, Anthony? Everything's been all right. Can't complain too much at all. Just doing my thing. I see that you didn't got married, Anthony. I saw your pictures. I just, ooh, I just fell out, Anthony. Why you ain't seen me no invitation, Anthony? Hey, look, we we don't we don't we. It's the 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 wedding was a good ceremony. You get to see pictures, and that'd be it. Whatever, Anthony. I would have came in. I would have dropped it like it was hot. But anywho, Anthony, I'm just glad to hear from you, Anthony, because, you know, it should be real tough over here serving our country again. But, you know, even though I just had to come back to Atlanta this weekend and celebrate Pride Month, Anthony. Hey, you know, whatever you do, that's your business. As long as you don't get into nothing crazy or get locked up, 
then go, you know, handle your business. Whatever, Anthony. I know you just want folks to play it safe, but anywho, I'm finna go, Anthony, because me and some of my friends, we finna go hang out at the Bulldog, Anthony. <laughs> but anywho, Anthony, I still want to know what happened to your, um, your friend, Amazing Lucas, Anthony. I don't know. You got to ask him. I can't, I can't do, I can't talk to him. So you, you, you matter of fact, you call him to his show and ask him, Hey, what happened? What, what's going on? I can't find him. Anthony. Like he just disappeared. Anthony. I just miss seeing him standing up down in the speedo. All right. Look, look, look. Okay. Look, we got, we got oh, little kids oh, watching. Sorry, look, Anthony. look, sir, sorry, sir, you listening? Excuse me, Anthony. It's ma'am, boo. Look. Don't disrespect nobody of the LGBTQ, <laughs> ABCDF. G-A-I-U and all the times for our community, Anthony. Don't do that, Anthony. Okay, but check it out. We got little yeah, kids yeah, watching, yeah. so you gotta be you gotta be PG, all right? Okay, Anthony. Well from the go, boo. And I tell you just like you see that chocolate man, you know, uh, like, all right, all right. Kevin in the corner. You let him know, Anthony. Okay, Anthony. All right, we got you, no problem. Bye, Anthony, Brian, you know you mean. That's that's y'all friend keep calling here. He that that guy was always like kind of like a, a troll call. I don't know who that is. I, I know it's somebody that I know trolling me, but I've not figured out who that was. I figured Duke was locked up or something like that, but yeah, that's a troll call that always calls in. So shout shout out to um that guy that calls in. I'm gonna call you sir because your mama named you sir. I'm gonna call you sir. But anyway, I'll move on. <laughs> We got a few more calls on the line. I'm going to try to get to, and the phone lines are blowing up, so y'all just hang tight. 251, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Uh, this is Joe. All right, Joe. What's happening? Hey, I'm surprised I got you. Um, no, so I've been listening tonight, and I really enjoy your show. Um, one of the things that I was going to bring up was um, if they audit to prove that it was fraudulent. Trump gets back in or so what do you I haven't heard anybody talk about these other countries like Venezuela where the people are really suffering right now and my thought is would American jump in and go out and try to save these other people that went through the same thing that we're going through right now um I don't think so I don't know what we can actually do I mean, aside from a, a war or a coup or something like that, you know, military action, I'm not sure what we can actually do. Okay. So that was, that was one of my thoughts. Uh, it's just something I haven't heard anybody talking about. And, you know, these people down there are suffering. And to me, I felt like they were like, kind of like we were, you know. Uh, overnight we were facing this crisis, and they got hit first. And we kind of saw what happened with them and basically um, – gave us a warning sign to get ready but one of the other things i was thinking about too you were talking to another caller a minute ago about the COVID. what if the COVID did what it was supposed to do what if it was never meant to really just kill people but maybe take out the people that were sick the elderly basically the ones that were on medicare um the older ones that were productive to society uh i know that uh, back in the days, one of the things about the Nazis is they were trying to create this perfect race. Well, what if the COVID was really designed to come out and take out the weak and only leave the strong? 
it's just something I thought about one time, and I looked at that quite a few times, and I was just wondering if maybe that's what it came out, it was put out for. But anyway, I love your station, and I love what you're doing. I pray for you guys. I hope and pray that everything, you guys keep going like you are. Um, uh, I'm going to a supporter. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you. All righty. Shout out to the caller. And we are going to get some more calls on the line. The lines are blowing up. So y'all just hang tight. 702, you're the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, um, this is Robert from Las Vegas, Nevada. All righty. What's going on? I'm not a whole lot. I just wanted to touch on that one subject that, that one girl said about remote neuro monitoring. Yes. Um, it was really strange. Um, one day, um, because I tend to have um, a lot of stomach issues. I suffer from Crohn's disease. And I tend to just go in the bathroom and just wander in my mind. And I noticed on behind the bottle of the Old Spice um, body wash that I have, it says Procter & Gamble. And I kept thinking about that name over and over and over again. And the next time I go onto Instagram, for some odd reason, I see an advertisement saying um, to go apply for Procter & Gamble. I don't know how to explain that, but I just figured I'd share with it, you know, with everybody. I don't mean to feel like I'm lying or anything, but it is kind of strange, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy. I've heard these kind of stories before, but I just don't really know exactly, you know, what's causing it. But, yeah, that's that's definitely a thing that I've heard, I have heard before. You're not alone on that. So thank you for the call, man. Appreciate you. Yeah, I just want to just touch up on it. Thank you. Take care, man. I know. Bye. Yeah, I have heard of it a lot. You know, people saying that uh, they, they've seen, they, they, they think about things or, you know, they talk about it, especially, and it comes up on their feed. Yeah, that's the main one. And then it was this whole thing of like, is, is my microphone being recorded? What's happening? 773, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Dale. <clears throat> first off, first off, were you... Listening to some of Trump's speech tonight in North Carolina. No, I did not hear any of it. Okay, well, when you do, take a look at it and please do a show on it. First off, have have you heard about the type of damages damages they're claiming that January 6th day compared to? The quote Summer of Love by BLM has done $1.5 million. And what BLM has done is is like eight times that, anyway, 18 times that much money, like $200 million. Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, because <laughs> the thing about it, you're talking about January 6th. That was one incident. One incident. But BLM... I think the last time I checked, they said it had 600 riots. 600, just in, I More think. More like a million. Well, yeah, but the actual number that they said, meaning the liberal media, they said 600 in 2020 alone. So 600 versus one. I mean, the math, like the numbers don't add up at all. It's clear that BLM mm-hmm. was much more violent. It did much more damage. It's very, very clear what happened. And how, how did patriots who just stormed the Capitol Capital caused that much damage, and 
from other videos I've seen from the Gateway Pundit has different angles that kind of show show not only the Capitol Police lets some people in, but they also hmm, threw firebombs at the crowd in the first place. And there's another interesting, interesting story about Ashley Babbitt in terms of patriots clashing with other people about it, trying to find out answers about the officer who murdered her. Yeah, I mean that that whole thing is kind of kind of wild. Mm-hmm. But but when you do ask anybody about about the BLM riots and keep on bringing January sixth up, finally point point them into the direction of of what I just said about the numbers and see see exactly what has BLM has done to improve anything. Zero. Now, BLM, the whole thing about BLM, they, they thrive on destruction. This whole thing about January 6th is a nothing burger, truly. Mm-hmm. And pretty much the most infuriating thing about the whole thing is that you got a whole bunch of naive people out there who still believe in that lie, lie that BLM is doing stuff for black people, even though on their website before they deleted, said they were interested in destroying, destroying black family and destroying the black men. Right. Speaking of that, you if you or anybody has not seen that Cormie Brown and Judge Joe Brown interview, you guys all should because they go through exact the same same details about man troubles in terms of how the liberal media paints all men, not just black men, into a negative circle and that creates this cycle of negative stereotypes especially in the black community and why so many of the families are destroyed yeah it's, it's definitely something to, to look to I've, I've i've seen little clips mm. of it but i've not seen the whole thing mm. well <clears throat> well i do hope at some point if you haven't read all the emails most of Fauci's emails that you please do an individual show on it just to review the details of the emails because it's going to be some proof of evidence in a courtroom. And in my opinion, Fauci is just as guilty of treason as are some other people doing Congress for politicizing this virus in the first place. No doubt, man. I'll check into it. But thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Okay. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. All righty. We'll get to some more here. Got a lot of calls on the line. I'm going to try to get to before we close on out. 989, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello? Yes. Who am I speaking to? Uh, Curtis, man. All righty, man. What's going on? Uh, not too much, man. I'm trying to answer your question on like your opinion because you're you're like anti uh legalized drugs right yes i got a little bit of um noise in the background turn your speakers off for me please got everything off all righty all righty so go ahead yeah like you're legalizing drugs 
you kind of breaking up a little bit, but I heard what you said. You're talking about that I'm against legalizing drugs. Yes. You there, caller? Yeah. Are you now? Go ahead. Yeah, I said you're against legalizing drugs, correct? Correct, correct. Okay. Now, I'm a disabled veteran, right? When I first came back, that's all they did was pump us full of morphine and uh, Vicodin. I can't hear you. I'm not talking. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, Sorry, man. I no, 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 but okay, just, just yeah. don't, don't I mean, watch the stream, please. Just talk to me on the phone. Okay, yeah. Well, they, they pumped us full of, uh, you know, morphine, Vicodin, uh, Percocet, all these different, and you know, it literally, pretty much, you know, made a whole bunch of people batshit crazy that don't need to be. I'll sorry about the language. Okay. PG. Right there, you go. Right. But go ahead. Oh, okay. But, but I mean, like, recently I, I got off all that stuff, man, and just started smoking pot and as marijuana. And it literally is like my changing mind. I mean, it, it's, it makes your body feel better, your mind feel better. And I just don't see the negatives with that. Like, I see heroin and all the other stuff. That's bad shit. But I'll start again, man. That stuff. Okay. But I just want to see your opinion on that. So what, what's, your, what's your actual question? Uh, just your opinion on veterans being able to, like, um, instead of doing all these other hard drugs that they're giving them, do, like, see if they can prescribe marijuana. Why wouldn't that be more beneficial? Well, at that point, marijuana is not legal, right? It's, it's by prescription, correct? It's not correct, but... It's legal as prescription in like twenty seven states. Okay, I and mean I'm not I'm not against I'm not against medication being prescribed. I think that big pharma should produce less medication. It's a, it's a difference between medication and you know just being able to you know just do recreational drugs. That's a different story. So nah, if you get a prescription, yeah. that's not that's not the same thing as just going to a dispensary and being able to buy weed because you just want to have some fun. That's a different story. Yeah, that's. But what is your opinion on do you thinking the VA should do more research into that, like for veterans? Well, instead of instead of Percocet, Vicodin, I mean all these other stuff. Well, I'm not against I'm not against medical marijuana for people that actually need it for actual medication. I'm not against it, so it doesn't really matter if you're a veteran or not. Okay, I'll, I'll just answer the veterans side. That wasn't. Nah, I mean, I mean, so it, that's that's for everybody, a veteran and no veteran. I'm I'm for being able to have prescription drugs and less drugs. So here's my thing: if you're gonna say, all right, let's reduce all these big pharma um, things like fentanyl, which comes from big pharma, by the way, that's that's a, that's a synthetic opiate. If we're gonna get rid of all the opiates, all these kind of drugs that come from big pharma, and we're gonna do more uh, natural stuff, less addictive, less harmful things like marijuana medically. And you get a prescription. Okay, cool. But we're talking about just being able to shoot heroin outside, being able to smoke weed randomly just because you want to do it. You know, blowing weed, smoking little kids' faces. That's when I got a problem. So let's not have drugs just take over society. But at the same time, drugs do have 
a benefit when you're talking about an actual medical environment and not just as they say, yo, my back hurts, so I want to get some weed because I want to have some fun. So that's pretty much where I'm at with it. Just looking for an alternative to opiates and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I gave you my my take on it, so that's pretty much what I think. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. No, I said I definitely appreciate your opinion on it and everything. I wasn't... No, it's all good. Getting hard drugs. (laughs) I'm with you, man. Thank you for your call. I appreciate you. All right, thank you, man. Have a good one. All right, now. Yeah. I'm no, I'm no fan of weed or nothing like that. I'm no fan of any drugs. I don't even, I don't have any drugs in this house. There's no Tylenol or nothing. I don't do drugs, period. I've seen too many problems with drugs. It's just, I'm just not a fan. Over and over again, I see problems with drugs. But we're talking about medical stuff. I mean, I didn't had, you know, um, my, you know, teeth taken out, stuff like that. And they give you the little stuff to uh, knock you out or whatever. That's different. If you're having surgery or something like that, but... We can we can have less of the opiate derivatives and have more natural drugs for medical purposes, truly medical purposes, not because I want to get high and that's pretty much it. Seven eight oh, you don't know, line who I'm speaking to. This is Phil. How are you doing? Doing all right about yourself. Pretty good. Nice to talk to you again. We spoke about a month ago. I called in and uh, was you know cautioning people with the Chinese narratives and uh, CCP actions, but. Uh, you know, we have an interesting development up in Canada that I saw on Rebel News, uh, I think it was yesterday. Um, apparently, uh, the national supplier, distributor rather, uh, for arms and munitions, apparently they've abruptly stopped distribution of firearms and munitions to retailers. Um, so I recognize Canada's, you know, becoming more socialist, you know, it's happening ahead of the USA, but I recognize that in the States, they... Um, you know, the Second Amendment is something which is held near and dear by many conservatives. Um, you know, as much as Biden may want to try pushing for gun reforms and whatnot, uh, it doesn't even have to come through legislation that they can just pressure the distribution and, uh, you know, Americans will find themselves in issues. Okay. But just sharing the knowledge of something I saw recently happen up here and, uh, and what what happens north and south of the border? I think our politicians are um, somewhat somewhat similar now. So uh, just just throwing it out there because even on the talk, even on the topic of uh, Chinese hate, uh, one one of our opposition leaders kind of questioned the prime minister uh, again. This would be maybe a week ago, and uh, about the two TCP uh, operatives that were found to be in our Winnipeg uh, bio research lab. Um, it, it was kind of questioned in the parliamentary uh, debate, and you know one of one of the rebuttals that was offered by the by our wonderful prime minister was that you know we need to work with our international uh, agencies and we have to you know, also stop Asian hate. So uh, so these narratives are are still poisonous, but uh, you know recognizing that we're going into like hunting season for a lot of people, and uh, again. Even last year during, uh, I think it was early in the summer, we had an episode in Nova Scotia where there was a an individual that had gone on a bit of a rampage. He maybe, I think, killed maybe eight or 12 people in, in Nova Scotia. And he, he did this using a lot of illegal weapons. Um, you know, illegal by Canada standards, he probably imported them from the state. Um, but that was used as a measure to 
enact a unlegislated gun ban. And so there was a bit of an uproar from that from a lot of agencies here in Canada. But uh, the same thing now that they're stopping the distribution of ammunition and arms, uh, it leaves Canada in a more vulnerable position to be, you know, again, taken by the CCP or joining them or whatever our you know, elected, unelected officials are claiming. So just throwing that out there, just uh, information for thought and uh, something for Americans to watch is these kinds of things can still happen. Well, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for what you do. All righty, shout out to the caller. A lot, lot, of, lot of calls tonight. Let me see if I got time for one more. I can squeeze in one more. Let's go. Five zero nine online. I'm speaking to. Hey ABL, this is Kyle from uh, Rhode Island. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. Uh, so I just wanted to mention to you, I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, Swift Airlines, otherwise known as iAero, it's A-E-R-O, uh, they've been flying people basically uh, you know, around the most southern tourist destination in America right now. Uh, they've been going down to El Sal, Guatemala, and Mexico just recently within the past two days. And it just so happens that Camille Harris also is going to Guatemala and Mexico. And they're skipping that, that, you know, I don't know if you're allowed to say the, you know, border or anything, but they're skipping that destination altogether. They're flying people right over it and they're having custom, uh, customs agents just process them. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Let's, and, let's uh, just slow down for a minute. So you have this airline that's flying people it's from contracted. Uh, what, what, what we doing? We, we just going too fast. Okay. So Sorry. there's a contract from what uh, American companies like the, the federal government. Yeah. It's a, it's a subcontractor, basically a third party contractor. So third party. Um, so who's paying for but, it? The federal, federal government. Yeah. Yeah. And you can look up on flight tracker and you can, they, they just put in a 30 day history limit. So you can only look back 30 days now, but you can see these planes and they're going all the border towns. And then they're flying from border towns, and they got their central hub for lag flights out of uh, where is it? Um, out of Kentucky. They were going, but now they they were flying into San Antonio, Texas, refueling them, flying there, where they give these people, you know, envelopes with cash and all their, you know, paperwork, and then give them a, basically a dream sheet where they want to go, and then flying the lag flights out of there. But I just realized nobody's mentioning this. And then Camela goes down to Guatemala and Mexico like the day after these flights go down there. So I'm, my guess is that it's just getting too packed up the border and they're just picking them straight up from, you know, Guatemala, Mexico, and El Sal today. But, uh, yeah. And also, I know I don't know if you're allowed to talk about this, but the place that, you know, begins with A and ends with Zona, they've got planes flying over that location of the you know you know what they're doing up there what they were doing up there but every single day they were working on that audit they uh, had a plane flying with stingray and dirt box technology which basically has a they fly at 10,000 feet they got a 20 20 mile range and they basically perform man in the middle attacks basically through the cell towers so anything 
your phone thinks it's on, sent into a cell tower, it actually goes to that plane and then goes to the cell tower. Oh. That way they can send all that data to another person to analyze it, you know, off station. And you, you can actually check all that out on Monkey Works. Uh, it's another YouTuber, guy who's been in the service for, you know, 20, 30 years. And uh, as for that lady talking about TikTok, um, honestly, if you have some of those apps on your phone, they can they can have, you know, even if you deny all the permissions, they if you have an app like that on your phone, and that's the reason why if you're in the military, you're not allowed to have TikTok. That's why Trump was all against TikTok. Yeah, I know my uncle, he was in the Navy, and he, when he retired, he became a subcontractor doing, like, electrical work. And when he'd go into these jobs, he couldn't even bring a smartphone at all. He had to bring one of these old-school flip phones. Yeah. So, I mean, and honestly, it's not just TikTok. There's a bunch of them. If you check out TechLore, some other YouTube site, they talk about all that privacy. They're huge on that. But, uh, yeah. So... I don't, yeah, Swift Airlines, man. Check them out. Look on Flight Tracker. You can have, you can see them. <laughs> they do these flights every single day. And I tell you what, the border, those little border towns are not tourist destinations. So having like a 737 fly in there every single day, it's like, okay, we know exactly what you're doing. They're taking buses, loading them on buses and flying them wherever they want to go. But it's just crazy now that they're, you know, you know, the border's packed. Everyone knows the border's packed and no press is allowed down there. So, yeah. you know what they're doing when they fly down south. And right. So rather than having, a, rather than having the caravan of 5,000 people come up to the southern border, it just intercepts them right there and El Sal bring them up here. Matter of fact, a bunch of them came up here to Chattanooga. They dropped them off. They put them at, you know, sent them to the airport. And you had uh, Bill Haggerty and um, I forget, um, Martha, I forget her last name. But they were on TV talking about, hey, Nobody told us anything. We don't know what's going on. You have these planes coming. It's the federal government doing their own thing, not even telling the senators of the state or the governor what's happening. No, no. And yeah, Texas, Texas just said that we'll like arrest, you know, any any illegal immigrants coming in. We're going to arrest them. So now this this flight from El Sal just came in today. It I believe it went to Louisiana. It just basically, you know, they were landing in San Antonio to fuel up for like that was their you know pit stop basically, but. Now they're skipping that. I have a feeling they're not going to be stopping there anymore, but who knows? Right, right we'll on, See man. what they can get. Well, I thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, man. You too. Love your show. Thank you. Thank you. All right, great call. So what he was saying for you guys, I saw, like somebody said, they were trying to figure out what's going on. So what you have are planes that are not, because what's happening when you go to the border and there's a big influx of people, what they're trying to do is the whole catch and release thing. They, they process you right there at the border, and then they might put you on a plane to your sponsor, wherever it is in the States, or they put you on the bus. They, they get you away from the border location. They want to process you right there, but they got to hold you for a little while to process you somewhere else. That's why they're building more of these border locations, and they had the border locations crammed up with people. So to alleviate some of the pressure on the border, on the government in Mexico and other countries when they're coming through and also to reduce some of the coyotes, they still bringing in the people, but rather than having them go to the border, like in a caravan of five to 10, 20,000 people, they'll go to El Salvador, bring a jumbo jet and intercept the caravan and just load them on the plane. Oh, you want to go to America? Okay. Let's go from El Salvador straight to San Antonio. Boom. Let's go from um, Guatemala straight to Chattanooga. Boom. 
It's already a big a community of Guatemalans and Chattanooga. So go right there with your cousin and them. Just, just bypass the border altogether. I didn't thought about that, but it makes sense. I wouldn't doubt it. Under Biden, they're talking about bringing people back that were deported already. Why would you do that? And then somebody said it in the chat. These are our replacements. Let, let's, let's pause for a minute. We see what's happening right now with the unemployment. There's plenty of jobs hiring, but people don't want them. Why? Because they got their stimulus checks and they got the unemployment benefits. A lot of states are trying to roll that back. The federal is just too much. 300 a week, that's just too much. When I was working, I was getting paid 400 every two weeks. $400 every two weeks when I was, like, with my, with my first job where I had when I was a, young, a kid, like, 19, 20. My first job I made at my max, 400 U.S. dollars every two weeks. So if you're getting paid 300 a week without working, I mean, come on. And then on top of that, you can stack your state unemployment Plus, you kind of doing things under the table. You, you working halfway. Like a lot of these people, they, they game the system. They, they do the unemployment stuff from the federales, the unemployment from the state. Then they're at home doing hair, selling weed, selling pills, whatever they want to do. Okay? So what's the point in working where you can get paid more for doing nothing or for doing crime? So since these jobs are available and a lot of Americans – are being incentivized to not take it. Okay, here comes the illegal aliens. And put them right there in your job. You try to come back after the semi-checks run out, after the unemployment benefits run out, you try to go back to working. Oh, no, nah, Jose got your job. Uh, Legion Vang got your job because quiet is kept. A lot of Chinese illegal aliens come to the border as well and sneak into the country. When you see a massage parlor in this 18... Chinese women don't speak no English, need an interpreter to speak in Mandarin. You already know what time it is. They're coming through the southern border. But I'll move on. Thank y'all for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internet. I couldn't do it without you. If you enjoyed the show tonight, please give the video a thumbs up. If you are listening on your favorite audio streaming platform, right, that'd be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc. Give me a five-star rating. Give me a good review. Give me a shout-out, a share, whatever you can. I appreciate you for doing that. And if you don't know... This will be available on your favorite audio streaming platform. Link for that will be in the box or just search on your favorite audio streaming app. If you're on Google Play, Apple iTunes, probably the most popular one, just search ABL Live iPod right on up and subscribe right there. So that'll be a wrap. You got that uh, B-O-B-K-M-I-T, Old Country Buffet. Yep. I was going hard, Old Country Buffet. I work 37.5 hours and I, I knew my hours to the T. You know, that's why people say, they say, oh, if you work 40 hours a week, you shouldn't live under, you shouldn't live in poverty. It's like, please, anybody getting no 40 hours. I was getting 37.5 hours and going hard to get that. 400 U.S. dollars every two weeks, and I was balling because I'm young. I'm 20 years old. What, I, mean, what, I don't have no responsibilities, really. I, ain't, I don't have no kids. I'm at home with my mom at the time, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to college. So what, I, what do I really need? I got my car. I got... You know, a little bit of going out money. I'm straight. But anyway, that amount of money is just way too much. But thank y'all for being here. You guys are the best. Shout out to all the mods for doing what you do. Keeping all them trolls in check and everybody under control for the most part. And shout out to everybody that's watched, liked, commented, super chatted, called. I appreciate y'all. I got super chats a little bit here, I think. And then I'm going to wrap it on up, put the bone on the top. Shout out to... 
Um, Anthony uh, De La Garza, who says, what about that cartoon talking about private parts? Uh, crazy stuff. Weird freak stuff. Coming from the left. Thank you to Original Twin for the keep it up working out emoji. Thank you to Lou Marlowe, who says, SJW think they are Robin Hood selling from men. They're selling from themselves, really, at the end of the day. That's what's going to happen. Um, you know, talking about the illegal aliens. You try to go back to your job. Jose got it. Legion Fang, they they got it. You know, they ain't speaking no English, but they got your job. And not only will the illegal alien take your job, also automation. I saw today there was an article that said they're trying to, um, they they have, um, an automated McDonald's they're testing out. Automated, I mean, pardon me, automated drive-through. So when I was in D.C., what was that last year? I saw they had the kiosk in McDonald's. So when you go into the McDonald's, just push the buttons and you get to go, you know. Then they got apps on the phone. So they got apps. They got kiosks. It's going to get to the point where you just put your meal in through the app on your phone. And everybody got a smartphone, right? Put your app, put your meal in on the app, pay right there, pull up, and get the bag out the door. And that's it. So, you know, it just cuts down on the number of human employees you need. It's going to be bad when all this government money runs out and the inflation really kicks in. The inflation is here, but it's going to be really bad when it really, really kicks in, when it goes into full gear. But I digress. Thank you to Automatic, pardon me, Atomic Tabasco, who says, you missed my Super Chat Wednesday. Show a photo of Eddie Murphy as Boat Week, giving the OK sign. Thank you to Datslov, Act and uh, Man Carey, who says, hashtag keep fighting. Hashtag Datslov, Act and Man Carey, who says, Iran created the coronavirus and framed China. Thank you to Laura Catherine, who says, I listened to our great president, Donald J. Trump, at the NCGOP convention tonight. Amazing. He said our movement is just beginning. America first. Hey, shout out to you. Thank you for uh, your support. Were you there? Aren't you like? Aren't you working there with uh, RSBN? Thank you for that. Shout out to Jane Doe, who says, Newsom would not let Cali, quote, um, off, quote, emergency orders, just in case a variant is around the corner, he's got to go. Thank you to Sassy Pickle 82 who says, Twitch is a a-hole to conservatives have to pay to stream on Rumble. Oh, Anson Beta right now. Your best bet for alternative live streaming is Odyssey. Okay, thank you for that. Thank you to Fear Mantics Fear who says, Please watch Tom McDonald's Snowflakes. It's legit. Thank you to Chevy for becoming an ABL supporter. Thank you to Laura Catherine who says, Cultural misappropriation is about... It's just cloaked segregation. No one is allowed to participate in the culture other than their own. No one is talking about it. Thank you to Chevy for your donation. Thank you to Angel who says, great show, ABL. Well, thank y'all. I couldn't do it without you. But that'll be a wrap for me. This show will be available on all audio streaming and for replay after I'm done. But that'll be a wrap for me. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out. And peace.